0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome yourself to the smooth sounds of two fat dudes talking for the next two hours. Welcome yourself to the Mike Busey Show. I am Mike Busey, joined by my wonderful, plump, amazing, beautiful friend, Miguel Colon Jr. How are you?
1: Morning, everyone. I'm doing good.
0: This one's the late night edition.
1: It's about, what, 4 o'clock in the morning right now?
0: This one will go down in history, just like 2020 will will forever be remembered by those. This will be the episode that we did into the wee hours of the morning.
1: Yeah, this is the 4 a.m. episode. Like this one's dedication. This one's sponsored by Wendy's breakfast and by the good people at. uh, You were just saying
0: how the real morning radio guys are like getting ready to go. This is morning.
1: I was on morning radio for two years. And uh, this is the time you're waking up because you're getting to the station at like 5 a.m.
0: So and it's, it's officially 4 a.m. right now. 4 a.m.
1: right now. And we've been, we've been here since like 2 a.m. Because I got back from doing a show and I got back around 1.30. and met up with Steven and he was setting everything up. And then uh, we had to get everything right.
0: So if you're, if you're a member and you're watching this, uh, you'll see such a beautiful, amazing production. they got new little fancy lights. It's, it's very soft and it's very warm. very sexy. There's all kinds of really shitty Amazon uh, fucking mask. So if you come to our Halloween party, Drunk People in Costumes, the 21st annual, the 30th, 31st, and the 1st, oh, yeah, we're partying all the way into November, uh, you uh, could possibly, uh, if you show up here like an asshole about a costume, we've got a whole fucking garage full. And I want to let you guys know that I am so tired.
1: There's no chance of me keeping Mike on track. So like this episode, you
0: can't fight me now, <laughs> this boy. This episode
1: if you're hearing him talk about a squirrel that he saw and then a second later he's talking about how Pluto's not a planet, I'm just going to be like, oh, that's yeah, that's just wild.
0: All right. That's wild. You can't fight me now. <laughs> and for the record, Miguel, you just got on doing a
1: show tonight. Yeah, I was out doing a show tonight. And the funny thing is it was two shows, I had an 8:30 show and a 10:30 show. 8:30 was cool. 10:30 show was like seven people because fucking covid and nobody goes out on a Tuesday and everything. And I've never done this before in my life, but I was trying to convince the booker to just cancel the show and not
0: pay me because I just wanted to go home. I, I just like, looked at your face as I picked up this <laughs> bottle of crown yeah. and started taking a little swig. And I could just see in your face as you're telling the story like, oh, God, he's drinking.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I already know tomorrow. And the thing <laughs> is, too, that's a fucking problem with Mike. He'll still wake up by like noon like we'll go to bed by like six, seven o'clock in the morning, and he'll still wake up by noon. And then there's no like hiding. There's no like, oh, Mike's gonna be asleep till three in the afternoon. We can just hide. It's like no.
0: Four hours a day. That's all I need. I no, mean, that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely I not need, all you I need, need. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Doctor Miguel. Yeah. Thank we you. went
1: to the doctors today, too. We haven't been to the doctors in we a while together. We did,
0: and, and I found myself uh, getting medical advice from the doctor. I lost 15 pounds. It was good, man. He was really proud of you for I that, I pat too. myself in the back, but I can't reach it. Yeah. So, uh, But uh, fucking next thing you know, I'm telling the doctor about how my sexual relationships are with my chick and how I can't be in a relationship unless she's okay with me fucking other chicks with her and stuff.
1: We actually had a problem at the doctor's office a while ago because they didn't want us to film anymore. And uh, Doc's wife was kind of not feeling the fact that we okay, were having a blast. Okay, our doctor has,
0: like, this bitch wife. Because you know she's not going to listen to this shit. Mm-mm. She would never. like. Oh. First
1: of all, too, half of our doctor's office is nothing but, like, ice skating shit.
0: Yeah, I guess his daughter is, like, a figure skater. And they run some like beauty pageant shit. I don't fucking know. You
1: imagine how shitty that must feel. You're a doctor. You started this practice. It's his practice. Because he got the
0: money. They're yeah. like, yo,
1: which one of your motherfucking parents wanna fucking start these up? Uh, yeah, because ice skating, you don't bullshit do Bullshit trophies do I- and shit. Ice, you don't do ice skating if you don't have money because you've got to. There's so many things you gotta buy at ice skating. You gotta buy skates. You got to find a fucking, a rink to do it at. White people. Yeah. I, th- privilege. Remember, remember the, the, the kid that was skating with it was a black kid, though, too.
0: Yeah, he looked like Lamar Bodum, or whatever his name is. From, from
1: the nerds. Reading
0: rainbow.
1: No, he looked like Lamar from nerds to me, man. He definitely looked like a little sugary. You yeah. Know? Hey.
0: <laughs> but our doctor. Speaking of sugar, the doctor broke out like this Google image. Like, oh, my this God. Is, this is why you don't need to drink soda. And he was like showing me this stuff and I was like okay that looks fucking great.
1: Yeah, I was like that's delicious looking. I was like throw some cherry syrup in that shit and then give me a straw.
0: I haven't been drinking soda uh I've I've had I cheated like last week I got I was like I'm weak. Yeah. Like Jesus in the desert when he when the devil tempted him with some water, I was like, "No, get behind me!" Yeah, everybody punch. makes
1: everybody makes the devil seem to be like such a douche. So, what? T- run, run to me all the things he did again one time. He offered Jesus some water and tried to talk him into not getting murdered by his father. Like, it doesn't really seem like the devil's like
0: the worst guy in the game. That's a whole that's a whole other conversation. You know what's cool about this podcast is that we haven't really even dug into like our deep like thoughts about conspiracies or uh, existence and space cuz we have it listed on our little fucking shitty flyer it, it labels that it's 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 basically my influence like all right this is what we're going to talk about and out of like the 10 things are across the bottom of that flyer like it talks about like real life stories conspiracies let me
1: ask you a question this is going to be a weird question but listen to me and, and we're going to get there a lot of you guys I don't know how long some of you guys have been following mike some of you have been following forever some are new mike really likes to make lists like, like, oh, they, yeah. he, like to the point where sometimes we're talking about something. He's like, let's make a list. And we're like, it's four fucking things. And they talk shit. And, yeah. and then
0: like 10 minutes in, they're like, hey, maybe we, oh, fuck, I guess we'll make a list.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're never like, oh, fuck, this is a great idea. We're always like, I guess we're going to make a list. But when do you think what was the first flyer you made for something? Oh, like, first I, event flyer. Because you here's the thing, too. When you sit with Mike to make an event flyer, like there's a moment where he's like, move that S a little bit over to the left.
0: Yeah, no, I'm and very intricate. he gets
1: very intricate, very anal about it and stuff. But what was, like, the first... I don't think of- there's
0: ever been a flyer that I didn't 100%, like, like influence.
1: Yeah, Hot Rod knows. Like, yeah. he would sit there sometimes with me and he'd be like, he gonna make a flyer. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting out of here. Like, <laughs> he's gonna be trying No,
0: I'm very, like, I'm, I'm fucking weird, man. I'm an artist in a way, I guess you could say. Oh, You've definitely got, like, OCD when it comes to stuff, but some of it I've
1: definitely seen because of your OCD uh you've created things that other people would never have been able to create uh but then also you're trapped in ways that other people would have never been trapped like you can create like like we've got the skeletons so you guys know those Home Depot skeletons that are like all the rage right now new hot shit new hot shit Home Depot skeleton burr, check burr, it out burr, 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 burr. but uh <laughs> so Mike, Mike Mike got 3 of them them I would have got more. fucking 10 he of tried them. Trying to get all of them, but they they just ran Collect out. Collect them all. But he, he's got them scattered around the property, and they look dope. And then it's something as simple as a skeleton, and where where you chose to put them really makes things dynamic. I know for a fact you have a way of seeing things and envisioning more than the average person will Miguel, see. have
0: you ever been in a house party where there's like hundreds of people, and you should probably get your dick sucked, but you're freaking out low-key inside because you're just like, damn. We've really got to fucking go pick up those shoes and then tuck them in a corner. I tell you this much,
1: I have been at one of your events where I'm keeping you occupied so you won't see there's something that I know is going to
0: fucking just drive you wild. I've gone over to a bowl of popcorn that would look like it had been bumped and it was kind of like sloped up. And then I would take it and kind of like shift it like shh, like you do like with a strainer. Yeah. I just like, shh, like shifted it so the, the popcorn was nice and flat out.
1: Uh, there's, there's the hot dog
0: stuff you know on the rollers oh i
1: know we talked about that man you've yeah. you, you organize the roller there's times when we have and, and here's the thing like balls to the wall you get a lot done there are times though when it's like we got to figure this out with the accountant this is happening right now this is and you look at mike he's like okay and then he's like let's organize the shelf and it's like
0: no, no like, when, this is not shelf I'm, organized time whenever i'm stressed out about something like I don't know if you would call it a panic or something, but I'll literally just start straightening things up yeah. by cleaning. So I don't know if my mind—I is... think it makes
1: you more relaxed because it's something you can control. Yeah, no, I yeah. think I
0: think that is the 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 deep mental side of it.
1: Have you ever have you ever had like have you ever been with a girl? Have you your, ever fucking? And your OCD made you not able to like find her, get into her because something was off about her.
0: Oh yeah, like if a girl, if I'm sober and she's like. Oh my God! The the I'm like, oh shut the fuck up! I'm like, oh man! And as the older I get, the more like I'll have to be like, all right, I gotta fucking get drunk, drunk for this, because you know we. we I think guys, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not alone on this one. If you've ever been hanging out with a chick and you know she's like, whoa, like way extra with everything, the way she talks, the that her attitude. That kind of judges like where you're gonna to try to fall into place with it because that's what guys do when they meet a chick like, all right, where do I fall into places do I am I in the friendship bubble? am I just a fucking nobody Should I remember? am I fucking? do I like her like not
1: Jeff he knows exactly where he is yeah.
0: <laughs> Jeff uh Jeff, your job is to keep Steven awake the rest of the show because he actually has to press buttons we have multiple cameras that we switch back and forth to, so if you're really into seeing. Two fat dudes up close and personal and some really quality lighting, I must say. The lighting was really amazing today. The, uh, if you watch the podcast, none of the shows are alike. It's like <laughs> the, this one's like, damn, they fucking barely had a camera going. Oh, shit, this one cut out a few times.
1: Some of our shows look like we paid somebody on Fiverr, but we didn't finish paying them to edit it. Oh, they were I'm sorry. Like like you did not deposit the money I know show. Sure. Yeah, definitely like uh, some of the color correction on ours is kind of just like if you want it to be color corrected, squint. You know, <laughs>
0: Stephen, we're just going to throw something at you every five minutes to see if it, we're, if we don't see the uh, we have we have one of those fancy little monitors. We can see how fat we look from here and we knows what camera goes back and forth. So if we don't see it moving, we got to throw something to wake him up because it's it's a uh, it's coming up on 430 in the morning. and We're recording this. shit.
1: Yeah, it's a rough one.
0: It's going to be OK, though. I like it. it's like a, it's like a Christmas special. It's like, oh, we stay up late for Santa.
1: Yeah, I'm like, fuck it. He'll come whenever we go to bed. <laughs> That's when he comes. <laughs>
0: How old? How old were you when you found out Santa wasn't real?
1: I don't know, but I had to have been young. I had to have been like around eight years old or something. Puerto Ricans put like the the out. We got the out. Three Kings Day, and we would do Tell that. What, what is the
0: three for me and my Gringo friends? What is this?
1: Uh, it's it, so uh, the idea that okay, so we're taking December twenty fifth as Jesus's birthday, but we'll say Berks. yeah, but we'll say that uh, the, the the three wise men or the three kings didn't arrive till later, and that's when Jesus got his gifts. When they arrived, Jesus was born on the 25th in, in you, know, like, you know, in the story. And then later on, the three wise men show up with the gifts. So that's like the day that you would do like the Christmas celebration, of the gifts and stuff like that. And uh, you would leave hay and water outside.
0: So where's the frankincense and myrrh and shit? It's the is all day. Was it know. just beans and rice? And no, fucking- you got your
1: gifts. You got your real gifts and shit like that. That was that was when you got them. Hey, puppy, come on. Here. I, got the, I got the shoebox full of hay and rice for you. <laughs> you put the hay and rice outside. And then if you lived like in a tenement building, you had to make sure some crackhead oh, didn't yeah. show up outside. Drinking up all the fucking water that you put outside and then sleeping in the hay. I said hay and rice because you said hay and rice. It's yeah. hay and water.
0: Yeah, it's a late one for you, Miguel. Mm-hmm. How, how, how was the show? You did good?
1: Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. But like I said, the second show, like no, I said nobody was there. And I was just trying to talk to the promoter. And I was like, listen, man, you don't have to pay me for this one. Just let me go. But I was still being a dick because I was like, no, you just pay me like a third. And I'll get out of here. Save us all some time. I've done,
0: did I tell you a story about the Frog Fest thing? Mm-mm. Have I told that story? No. So I got booked to do this. Frog uh, Fest? Yeah, that's what they called it. And I'm pretty sure there might be a YouTube account that I still don't have uh, access to from like 11 years ago or something. Uh, I got paid by this uh, biker club, this motorcycle club. I won't say their name, but uh, they're, they're pretty legit. They, they had a couple of FBI raids and shit, you know, a couple couple legit fucking situations. They're definitely on the radar of the government. And uh, I, I fuck with a lot of different fucking types of people. I mean, I literally have been booked by gay events, fucking hood motherfucking events. I've been, I've been in the club being the only white person there. I expect you to be like, I've been booked by many events gay events, homosexual events, non straight events, uh-huh. events where dudes were fucking each other. <laughs> 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 I've been to a lot of fucking events, and this one was my first motorcycle gang fucking event <laughs> Frog Fest. Pops a cherry. In the middle of nowhere, and they had th- their clubhouse. Um, was, like, this, uh, like, one of those, like, metal, ten metal, like, farmhouse, yeah. like, uh, barn. Like a quonset
1: hut or, like, almost like an like airport it's like and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like those little air hanger little yeah. things.
0: And they had a full... I was, like, it kind of reminded me of the sauce. I was, like, oh, damn, they fucking got the best fucking Budweiser poster they could find and <laughs> they got a bunch of janky ass bar equipment and shit. And there's, and there's, you know, someone is definitely stealing something from behind the bar at the end of the night. And uh, they... I, I want to no. that's what it was. It was a thousand dollars. They paid me a thousand dollars. This is many years ago. And um, they, I still have like the laminate, like the all access thing. Yeah. And I remember doing the show and then be like, oh, hey, you're going to need this. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, if you want to go backstage, you're going to need this. And I'm like, backstage, it's a fucking like a tractor trailer. And I'm filming this. I filmed it all. This is back when I just shot and edited everything I ever did. And I, uh, my only job was to go up there and introduce the band that was coming up. Like, hey, what's up, guys? I was like the middle filler guy, the host. Where was this at? I'm not going to say. Yeah. It was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Was it Florida? Yeah, it was in Florida. I'll say that. And uh, Was it
1: by, like, the coast
0: at all, like the West Coast? What are you, fucking Carmen San Diego? Like, you fucking try to guess where I don't want this <laughs> I did a very similar that's like, why, yeah. Wait a minute. Were you fucking on this? No, you yeah. would know because okay. I definitely made a scene there. And it, I don't ever drink during the day yeah. unless I'm like at the beach or vacation. Yeah. And uh I showed up with my little entourage of some Those very sexy and, clowns ladies. and ladies. And it was all fucking like uh, they called their they they the, the 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 motor clubs they call them their old ladies. Yeah. So it was like me, the Marlboro man, uh Tony the stabber, <laughs> fucking one eye fucking Jack over here. These guys are they're a one percent club, I'll yeah. say that. And uh they were all very, very nice and respectful. One was very, very nice, almost too nice. It was like he was six, eight, giant motherfucker. Remember Bull from uh, Night Court. Night Court. Yeah. He looked like that. And uh, he was like, my brother, and we're in a little air hanger, and it was like some slippery concrete where when it gets wet, it's like, yeah. oh shit. He picks me up, and I'm like, okay, all right, buddy. And I'm like, Mr. Vibes, I'm there, like, hosting it and yeah. shit. And then he he falls down and drops me and himself, and we both fall in this, like, puddle of water. The whole fucking place, like, Screw like you just like they're yeah. looking like oh shit too tall tony fucking just took a spill what's gonna happen it's like the dude from dukes and hazards and look.
1: you almost feel like you gotta apologize to him sorry. sorry too tall
0: tony i apologize for you picking me up and us falling yeah and he got up and it was just like this awkward i it felt it might have been a second but it felt like 10 seconds yeah and i was like he's like
1: Oh, <laughs> like gives, gives, gives <laughs> his hug. fell on Mike Buser, you funny son
0: of a gun. He's like a a giant fucking Sasquatch that got really drunk and gave you a really. I'm pretty sure I shit my intestines. He blew o ring out <laughs> when he squeezed me, like a little fucking Play-Doh Play-Doh doll or some shit. And then when they saw the giant motherfucker like embrace me, next thing they're all passing shit around. Like yo, man, you want do do I'm like, no, I'm good. I just drink. They're like yo, I gave him anything he wants. They were fucking screaming at some nasty, haggard, fucking uh, old, like, marble lady you, looking. W- when you're at those, anything
1: with, like, the motorcycle clubs, it, you always got to watch out with the old ladies. Because, like, oh, they yes. get drunk Whoa. and rowdy. I'm
0: glad. I swear to God, we're not, yeah. set, we're not setting this up. But no. you were segging me into the next part of this story. So um, it started to rain. And I was like, well, shit, I, you know, you want me to go on this fucking yeah. stage thing? And then I remember them being like, so like, oh, you want to go backstage? Where's your limit? And I'm drinking uh, blue uh, hurricane, no, zombie juice. Yeah. It's like those previous I remember zombie juice. Zombie juice. And I'm starting to get a little faded and shit. So I'm like, all right, fuck, these, these motherfucking 1%ers, they're pretty cool. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, yo, what up? Who wants to play a game? Yeah. So I say, hey, and I was some like, and people might not believe this, but you'll definitely believe it. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I just make shit up as I go. And fucking, <laughs> so here I am on this tractor trailer flatbed in front of like, I would say a good 250 uh, bikers. And uh, it was like their big, like, annual event or some yeah. shit they had. And uh, I said, all right, I need everyone up here in the club. Come on up. And I brought them all up, president, everyone, this and that. And I played this little game called, like, uh, so who's been in prison the fucking longest? <laughs> I was like, anyone been to prison, uh, step forward. The entire squad stepped forward. Uh, and, like, okay, if you've been in prison uh, uh, shorter than a year, sit down. A couple guys, you know, they swallowed their pride, yeah. they all step back. Oh, wow. Well, I fucking had a good lawyer, wherever. Like, you know. It's it's one of those things where you're like ashamed at this point. Yeah, they were fuck you guys, man. She never testified. Yeah, it was like a giant test your gangster. And as I went down the years and I went up to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it's a couple guys left. And I think I got I think I got like the fourteen years and he was the president of the club. And I'm like, Oh, congratulations, we have a winner. And I put the microphone to his mouth, like, so oh, what'd, what'd you get incarcerated for, sir? Or no, I said, what did they falsely incarcerate you for? He's like, triple homicide. <laughs> I was like, whoa, well, all righty then. And I'm like, pulling it back, okay. And then I didn't really have an idea other than bring up some of the Beauty Beauties to sit him down in a chair and give him a lap dance, which you could tell he was excited about. But as I look into the audience, I see the Marble Lady, a.k.a. The, the old lady, the the president, leather skin. Fucking oh yeah,
1: Daytona Beach
0: classic. Yep, made of Corinthian leather. She worked at fucking one of those hot dog stands in a bikini for yeah. way too many years, and it was a little saggy. Yeah, yeah. Um. It looks like like th- th-
1: those kind of they're like High women, where like you know like. If you if you stab them, you can pierce them, but if you slash, nothing would happen, you know? <laughs> like a leather armor,
0: you know? They have, like, Teflar skin and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. The Marlboro cigarettes and the fucking uh, Mountain Dew and the Florida sun has treated it. Like, she puts c-
1: cigarettes out on her nipples.
0: Beef She's jerky like, nipples.
1: Yeah. Like, if she, if she squirts, it's sand, you know? <laughs> I hope
0: to God they don't hear this. Um, so, anyways. Marlboro uh, Lady's dead. Yeah, they're they're probably definitely in prison right yeah. now. So we're good. Um yeah, they had that quadruple to the homicide. So I remember looking in the crowd and everyone's like, Yeah and I got this crowd going hype as yeah. fuck. Like they're like they and I'm not trying to like brag on whatever, but they were like kind of feeling the bands. There was yeah. like one lady who looked like Megadeth and I was like, Who the fuck is singing? <laughs> and it's like this lady who looked like Sam Kittison. And I'm. You, if you watch the video, you'll see this fucking video. I'm think it's still on YouTube. Um, just type in Mike Busey worst gig ever or some shit. And uh, so the fucking president that had been in there for 14 plus years is getting there, and I have the girls come up and give him lap dance. And uh, there we have it. Next thing you know, old lady is not fucking feeling it. And you can see her trying to get up to the top of the tractor. And I think because she didn't have, like, one of these little passes oh. that, like, the guy's like, no. And then another the guy's like, that's the fucking boss's pregnant and eating. And then she came up and, like, yoked him. And I I, I, I want to say she made a threat to me. And I was like, all right, this shit's getting a little too hot around here. <laughs> yeah. I done fucking got j- fucking karate chopped, dropped in fucking a puddle of fucking water by fucking giant, giant man. <laughs> Uh, the fucking boss lady's fucking ready to fucking stab me. And uh, I haven't got paid the other half of the money they owe me. Ooh, that's always. The the scariest
1: part of a gig like that is everybody's getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. Including Louie, the guy who's supposed to pay you.
0: The guy's panicking. He's like, we're not making money. Not. He's like, back. He, no, this guy, the one dude was literally like just doing all kinds of fucking drugs and shit, like freaking out. And like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so it was like around. It was one of those two when they booking for a gig and they have way too many expectations. Like, yeah, we need you at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, for I was Like loading, what the fuck am I loading in? Yeah, I'm going over there talking some shit and, and doing some dumb stuff. I got midgets. They load themselves. Yeah, that was well. No, was it pre midget? No, I was still fucking with some midgets back there. Then.
1: There was a place in Homosassa, Florida, and it was a, a, they did a comedy show out there every Friday. And it would be packed. You're talking like 200 people would come through it, but it was all bikers. Like they literally had a sign: no colors allowed, no weapons. Whoa, no cut. Co- whoa, whoa, whoa. They weren't supposed to wear their cuts and stuff if they were a certain crews. And if you were with Bonkers Comedy, which was the comedy booking agency, your first headlining gig, you had to take this room. It was over in Homosassa, Florida, and basically it was like, listen, no one wants to do this room. Nobody's gonna fucking listen to you. They're all there to see the band, but they pack in early. And I didn't
0: remember telling about that. Yeah.
1: So to do, if you wanted to, if you wanted to start headlining, you had to do the room and basically just survive the room. And then that was it.
0: If you're not an entertainer, when you know you're speaking to a certain demographic of people, yeah, and you know that it ain't gonna be no cakewalk, yeah, and you know there are certain things that you can't touch, you can't touch. And the thing is,
1: when you're headlining comedy, you're doing an hour, so you're about to perform for an hour in front of a crew that doesn't give a fuck about you at all but this is the dues you paid to to start Booking up, like this, they got their arms
0: crossed. They're like, "All right, make me laugh, motherfucker." Bro, let me set
1: let me set the stage for you. This is why I was asking you where it was. No, where you parked? It's too. a tent. Basically, the whole place was a compound. They had like fair equipment. This was like one oh, biker of, cruise compound. Yeah, they had fair equipment. They had a tattoo parlor in there, like a little shop. They had like a place which sold those fried fair foods and stuff. Mm. And then inside of it was this big ass venue, which was their like performance art venue. And the thing was, because bikers are serious about their. Performance. Serious. It's about performance arts, art, man. You should see the You respect the goddamn
0: craft of theater, motherfucker.
1: Bro, I saw the fucking Lion King there. I cried. But uh <laughs> so they had, the, and it was like this cruise place. And then they had their... Because you know what is the cruise? There's like a main, there's crews, and then there's other other bikers that can hang with them that aren't patched in, and then and then other crews that are cool. Yeah, and then other like just guys who can roll. So this place would put 200 people in there, and there was this band that they fucking loved, and it was basically this just fucking like. Roadhouse style band And you as a comic You performed from 8 The show was from Like 8 to 9.30 And then uh, The band came on But the audience Was like And, and, and for, from a From a perspective Of entertainer Listen to this Mike Imagine the stage Is like fucking 14 feet high But it's also 30 feet away from the
0: audience. Oh, so awkward and gay. So you're
1: so fucking far and highway And then the building itself is made of metal. There's no AC. There's fans up there, big high fans. But when it oh. rained, all you heard was the metal hitting it. And I'm coming up this You're talking
0: to yourself basically. Bro,
1: I came up there and I'm like, they're like, come to your stage, you're a headliner and literally some of the crowd goes fuck (laughs) him and i I came up on stage and literally to fuck him and then everybody's dying laughing and i come up there and and i'm trying to like talk for like a couple minutes and somebody's like
0: so that's all squid billy don't worry about him he just got out he's a little fucking trigger happy
1: yeah somebody from the audience yells out when the fuck are you gonna be funny and i'm like all right and i'm just talking and finally there's this dude with this big ass beard And he's got this hot young chick sitting on his lap. And this dude looks like he's got every STD. And he he goes, hey, don't mind them. He's like, they're just a bunch of fucking assholes. And I'm like, thank you. And then then she looks at me and she's like, you know how you got to live. And she opens her shirt and doesn't show her tits. But right on her chest between both breasts, it says no fear. And I was like, No. Like the fe- t shirts? Yeah. The same font? Yeah. Font and everything. And the I go, old
0: 90s No Fear shirts?
1: And I looked at her and I go, no I, knew, fear. I knew you had no fear once I saw you were fucking him. <laughs> and then everybody busts out laughing. Oh, I, that, that was the one breaker, huh? And then I started telling them, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I was like, His dick is ribbed for your pleasure. And then everybody was like, Oh! And then people were like, Roast him and would point to somebody oh, else. Yeah. And that's all I did. I really You're roast over here like
0: backstage, like looking over your material. All right, I uh don't talk about this. Talk yeah, about- yeah. You're like, fuck it. I'm insulting them all. And they loved it. And
1: then I started insulting them all and insulting myself and making fun of the fact that I was like, I literally have my car running so I can get the fuck out of here when it's done. <laughs> and I had such a great show. And then when I was leaving, one of the guys comes up to me and he's like man he's like you fucking killed it and i was like thank you he goes but if you would have said some shit about me i'd fucking stab you (laughs) and and then the thing is and you know this this is how some of these guys are he's like hey man he's like uh you want to like because now they want to take pictures because everybody's it's basically once you entertain a crowd everybody becomes the same kind of crowd like hey let me get a picture with you this but but the problem is with these, these Come guys... Come here, fat little
0: fucker. Yeah. You like, made me laugh. That's I don't like, I'm not I don't, I'm not mad. I'm not liking that shit. Mike, that's about a it.
1: They'd be like, hey, get the fuck over here. Come here. Come here. Do a shit. I got to drive back from home with sauce. I want to leave right now. And they're like, oh, you little fat fucker. You ain't getting out of here to you do some shots with me. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to go home, boys. I'm scared. And then also, this is the scary part. They're like, uh-oh, she's eyeing you over there. She likes you. And I'm like... The leather woman. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, go hang out with Lucille over there, and I'm like, oh, Lucy. And then, how do you tell them no? Because they're
0: they're basically like offering you a gift. It's like you come to my tribe, we yeah. offer you place to lay, yeah. Partake in our village food. Yeah, it's oh, like you insult me. I fucking and I we up, offer you leather woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Cheap whiskey. I would go back there every year, twice a year, because that's <laughs> how it is when you're booked. They usually book you twice when it's like something like comedy. And every time I came there and I, my buddy James. Who else got me.
0: passed up for this gig?
1: Every, basically, once you were a good enough headliner, you'd be like, oh, I'm not doing that shit. Send it to the new guy. And yeah. that's how it was for the first like two years. And they'd be like, Oh no, fuck that, he's doing it, he's doing it. And it was part of a really good run, because after you did that show, you did this place called the Ocala Breeders Club, which was like three to Ooh, five. Ooh, dog show. Yeah. It was, no, it was a horse place, but it was like three to 500 old-ass retired fucking people from all over the country, like old white people from New York, Philly, everybody who retired in Ocala who had money. And you could walk in there and just be like, zippity doopity do, doo and they're like, this motherfucker's incredible. Yeah. But you had to do the biker room before. And I've done it before where I was just on stage for an hour did my material, and I was like, well, that concludes my TED Talk because no one fucking laughed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, we've both been in some situations where, when we like, did
1: the I think when we did the Latin King show, you did the Who's Been Here in Prison the longest because I remember bringing them up. I remember, yeah. nothing. I think
0: that's, I brought it back from the, the, that's bike, what, yeah. the biker gang I did. Because
1: I remember one of the guys, uh, you were like, who's done more than, like, five years? And the dude was like... You talking all together or separate sentences?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He goes, because yes. I want to bring that up, Miguel. So when we're taking some of these bookings, can you uh, maybe screen some of the promoters a little more? Hey, guys. I don't like, can you check their Instagram <laughs> profile? Do they have a Latin King logo on their face? <laughs> can we not take that deposit next time? <laughs> well, I know
1: we've talked about Shout it before, to Latin guys. King. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, we walked around. Right don't
0: into- you know I'm loco? Tommy?
1: I, mean, I know we've talked about it before, guys. But the feeling of pulling up in Gary, Indiana, to a bar full of 1% Latino bikers and Latin kings. And
0: <laughs> Mike is like, so Miguel, no, well, what do you know about this video? Well, here's the crazy thing. So we, we're, we're, I'm Snapchatting every day of the tour. And I'm just like, yeah, we're heading to Gary, Indiana tomorrow, guys. I'll see you there. And I started getting all these snaps <laughs> where he's like, hell no, nah, you ain't seen me there. I fucking love you. I've been following you for 10 years. I am not going to goddamn Gary, Indiana. I'm like, whoa, hold on. What the fuck's wrong with Gary, Indiana? I went across Home the street. Home of stre- Michael Jackson's birthplace. Yeah, I'm I like w- all excited and shit. Yeah, I went
1: across the street. Remember, I got us like uh, Long John Silver's that day because we oh. wanted something different to eat. And I go across the street, and I'm like, hey. I remember we had hush Hushpush, like Hush-Push another was so two good weeks for after two that. weeks. I go, hey, I'm going to eat. And the woman's like, Honey what are you ordering all this food for And I was like uh, We're performing across the street She was like At the bar across the street The cantina And I was like yeah And she was like Oh honey <laughs> like
0: <laughs> You're gonna need some extra tower to solve yeah, For that like, asshole
1: And then she was like What do y'all do And I was like Oh you know Explaining the show And she was like Okay. And, like, you know when somebody's, show like. Show
0: not to be confused with this podcast. Not to be a po- yeah, the stage live stage show. show. Hot chicks breathing fire, midgets, crazy shit. But, like,
1: I remember her face as I was taking the food. She was just watching me. Like, you watch a platoon go out on a long-range patrol and NOM, and you're, like, I ain't coming
0: back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bad Mood Rising came on and shit as I was fucking walking around the
0: CCR as you are fucking walking out the door. That janky little bell. to me. <laughs> That place was horrible. So after after my entire fucking uh, almost got stabbed by Leatherface <laughs> uh, biker lady, um, I remember, like, everyone was like, Grr! I remember them, like, booing and, like, throwing <laughs> shit at the next band that came on after me. It. It's like Roadhouse, and, and And they were, like, kind of scattered throughout the, the this property. And then every time I went back up there, they'd all come to the front. I'm like, oh, God. Like, okay, cool. This is a sign of respect. They, li- they fuck yeah. with it. Because I was just, by that time, I was already, like, halfway into this fucking zombie juice, the Bacardi <laughs> Blue zombie juice. And then, and the sun's going down, and I'm like, I'm already, like, fucking, I've already pissed off Leather Lady, the, the fucking president of the bike gang's fucking old lady. I'm like, all right. There's times, I know
1: you know this, when you're wasted on stage, and it feels like you're standing 10 feet from yourself, and you're looking at you, and you're like... Well, what's he gonna do next? <laughs> you know, like you're watching you I, perform. Listen, I
0: get off on that though. When yeah? I look to the side stage and I see you or someone yeah. else, like looking at me, like, "Oh, what do you need next?" Yeah. And I remember doing a show in uh, Port St. Lucie uh, at the Mojo Room. You know,
1: girl, just hit me up
0: about that show too.
1: Keep going, but yeah, girl, hit me up about that.
0: And I was, I was like, it was during my reckless drinking days, and I was just like not even knowing what the fuck I was going to do. All I know is I came out to Jimi Hendrix's fucking voodoo child, did some ninja kicks in the air, <laughs> drinking some Malibu rum. I was fucking partying. I had just fucked this hot Filipino chick out by the, the fucking retention pond. I got Sexy. some mud on my shoes and shit. She's pissed off because like, I had brought another girl, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? I find myself butt-ass naked at the bar. Um, <laughs> at the bar? Yeah, I'm like butt. I, I was... I was really out of control back in the day. But anyways, um, I remember just turning over behind the <laughs> stage like, hey, give me that trust and that trust. And it's like I turn my back to the crowd. So anytime I need, like, something production, I don't, like, saying on the microphone. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, could someone bring me a fucking Miller Lite? Yeah. I'm like, yo, hey. I'm, like, yelling. Hey, motherfucker. Now, bring it over here. Now, I need this right now. And I turn, like, hey, what's everybody? Like, make some noise. And... uh so they brought them out there, and they're looking at him like, "Okay, what's next?" And I'm like, oh, I need two of the crazy dudes in the in the fucking club right now. Come up here." And two random like, Gah! And I remember we were uh, giving out flyleaf tickets <laughs> <laughs> to a concert. Was it for like a radio shit? Yeah, it was like a this this venue was like a huge fucking venue. It was like size of like four Walgreens. Okay, <laughs> <I> four <laughs> CVSes, whatever. And a huge fucking stage. Like, this stage had, like... I mean, it was way too legit. It was like a house of blues, but yeah. even better. Like and our
1: stage? Because we got legit-ass You stage. know!
0: You know it! So, I was just like, yo, I need you and you go over there. And I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm like, are they going to arm wrestle? What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and I'm drunk as fuck, and everyone's like, this is a packed house, you know? Um, and I did this every Wednesday night. It was like a college night thing. And it was the middle of nowhere, and... I remember being so fucking excited for the first six months. I'm like, damn, they just paid me. It was $500 to show up there, and this is back when I had nothing. Yeah. So $500 bucks to show up and get drunk and fuck yeah. hot chicks behind dumpsters and get drunk on Malibu rum and eat turkey legs was the fucking greatest like thing in <laughs> my life. Until like a year and a half into it, you're like, all right i can't do the city boy. i need i need a fucking break I, it became a job yeah you know, i was like you gotta be there and i know that sounds like shitty to say no, that oh i know how that is but even the most even this even doing this sometimes you get kind of burnt out you know yeah and uh i just basically told these two random ass dudes to get butt ass naked and we duct taped them together and poured ice on them and shaved their fucking hair and then
1: was that the birth of the awkward game?
0: It was. We called it the uncomfortable uncomfortable game. game yeah. Yeah, and I literally just pulled it out of my ass. I basically brought two random ass dudes from the stage. There was these these trust. They were like eight foot tall, and we duct taped them butt ass naked, which is still very illegal in the state of Florida. Yeah. And covered them in ice and all kinds of started stapling condoms to their ass and shit. I'm like, give me, give me the condoms and the stapler. We brought like this chest. It was just random ass shit, and. These guys stood up there for like 45 minutes. Finally won, finally gave up, like, rawr, like, incredible ripped Hulk, ripped the fucking duct tape, ice going over their condoms and flinging around in his ass. And I was just like, all right, uh, you just won a pair of tickets to see Flyleaf, <laughs> which was his band at the time, was kind of popping, you know, like, uh, but yeah, that, I'm always making up random shit. But back to the biker gang thing, I remember, uh, them, they didn't hadn't paid me the rest of the money they owed me. They gave me a five hundred deposit, and they still owe me five hundred. And this is when I'm broke the as fuck. fuck. I,
1: the shakedown is the worst it when is. you're drunk.
0: Yeah, when you've been partying, though, too? Because you're nicer. You're like, oh, man, fuck it, man. I had a good time. Because they get
1: you in the office sometimes, too, and then they start doing shots with you. Like, Come on, man. You want some? You
0: want, hey, you want? want Hey, a blowjob from yeah. a Becky bartender and some fucking crap? they are like, please
1: just give me the envelope of money. i got to
0: pay rent. I, I literally have gotten uh, deposits for a show and literally had to take that entire deposit to pay half of the rent. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a little late, but I got you. I got this gig done in Fort Lauderdale. It's about a month away, but hey, I'm gonna come <laughs> back with it, and then have to like ask some random follower if they want to fucking pay for a U-Haul so we can take our toilets and fucking dildos <laughs> down the trailer, pulled by some sketchy ass van that has no license or registration, no tag, no nothing. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I lived my most of my entire life. I remember, uh, I remember this tour. Uh, they didn't a, pay me. Sorry, let me oh, finish. Yeah. that. So sorry. They didn't pay you. Well. Kind of. The curse no, of the no, janky promoter. No, no, hold on. So I came up to him, like, about the middle of the day. I'm like, hey, listen. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I've am i been here. I'm killing it. Obviously, you can tell. Everyone's talking happy. I done fucking met a bunch of friends, and I'm drinking fucking blue zombie juice. Like, hey, I need that other 500. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, hold on. And then when you ever see that guy just disappear in a crowd, you're like, oh, and I'm <laughs> never going to see that guy again. And fucking, I remember... Every time I went up there, I went up on the stage to literally just look from a vantage point. Like, where is he? (laughs) Everyone's wearing all black, and I can't see him. But I'm like, I kept looking for him, and I finally found him. And I was like, hey, man, it's cool. You don't uh, have to pay me. I can skip out early. He's like, skip out early. Fuck that. You're killing it, man. And I remember it for the first time in my life. I was literally ready to turn down the five hundred dollars because you just beat. I was so like, oh my! I I felt like I was gambling with my life. Every even though they were super fucking cool and most of them were very 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 respectful, there was a couple of them. They're like, I don't trust this one here. They're like, they'd bump into you and they'd bump into you like in the crowd, and you felt like they were like touching you, like checking you for wires and shit.
1: One of the things that sucks is whenever you're at a place where there's like let's just make it sound silly, but say a bunch of tough guys, is that there's like 80% of the crowd that that's self-confident and digs you and they don't care. Yeah. But there's a dude there that probably had to fight three to four years to get accepted and hates the fucking fact that everybody likes you. Yeah. And th- that guy is trouble because he's part of their crew. So at the end,
0: you can't really fuck with him, but he's like fucking with you, you know? Yeah, because you could tell like, when we, when we did that show, uh, you know, Gary and Anna, which is like like an hour from Chicago or yeah. some shit, there was a, a whole fucking row of real deal fucking Latin kings. Yeah. They had their arms folded like this, and I was like, all I could think is like, hey, I know what you're thinking, you know, gangsters don't dance, they, they boogie. boogie. So we were playing some, like, yeah. West Side Connection shit, like some old school shit, like bow down, and they were like, mm, they were like throwing a fucking... Gang signs and shit, and start crip walking yeah. or whatever the fuck they do. And they're like crip, and all these dudes are like, you know, for the first time, like, yeah, and like having fun. And then as soon as the song turns, they're like, oh, hey, back up. Back the up. worst part get about away from any me, of man. that ain't, ain't no is no fucking queer man, back up. Yeah,
1: the worst part about any of that shit, though, is but get the paid? way they. Yeah, well, that one, the way they stare at the girls.
0: Oh yeah, like listen, uh, guys. We all know we're guilty and hopefully we mature and we realize that, hey, it's not cool to fucking make a chick feel uncomfortable in a sexual manner. These guys had no problem like, hey, I like you. Yeah. You want to party? Flicking their tongue at the girls on stage like. <laughs> <laughs> they're pulling, like they're grabbing Coke baggies like, hey, you want to party? Yeah. Luckily, some like, of our uh, girls were already gone by then. <laughs> yeah. I had to like pull the cord on that whole night. I think we talked about it before. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. So the moral story is. Uh, sometimes you're better off just having. If you're listening to this and you're at your nine to five job, just know that yeah, sure, we got better stories than you, but you never had to worry about uh, your questionable gangster paying up at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I've even done shows where like
0: dancing with the devil
1: all day. I the janky promoter. I've done shows. I did when I was in uh when I was in Wisconsin last year. I was doing shows and, and the woman was the woman who hired me was her hotel, and she actually owned the hotel. It's so like an independent hotel. It was dope. It was beautiful, uh, right there on the water but I was watching her get hammered and then watching her and like some dude make out like slipping away and i'm on stage there goes freaking- your yeah thing. i'm on stage like freaking the fuck out like no 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 no. and uh, luckily i'm splitting the you're time you're like skipping all your material <laughs> dude i'm running through shit to be like i gotta get off stage i gotta get off stage because i'm with my buddy and and we're splitting the time so he's gonna close out the show but i know he's not gonna be a aggra- great like i know once i get off stage i'm gonna run right to her and
0: get our fucking money for those who don't know or if you just joined us miguel Colon jr as uh been doing Stanley for a long time, and he's yeah, about 10 years almost now. Yeah, all around the country, he's done everything from cruise ships to fucking
1: casinos, cruise ships, you know, uh, Mexico, the, the Bahamas, man, you name it, it, you've done it. Yeah, and so, but it it doesn't matter. And, and Mike will tell you this, and any entertainer will tell you this. Uh, the money can be great But the jank is usually the same Until you get to the point where you're like Working for an Indian casino and the minute you Arrive the money's transferred into Your account and you're like got room Service in your dope ass room But then that same week you got like a five Night run at this place that's paying you Like five thousand dollars and you're like this is great But on the way home you're like let's do That bar show because what it is is Entertainer you, you don't know when the next Big score is coming so you're like cool I got An Indian casino that's gonna pay me a thousand dollars and and spoil me, but I'm also going to do that Huntsville, Alabama bar that I walk in, and they're like, you the comic? Yeah. Here, Louie gave me an envelope for you. Don't make no jokes about Jesus or white people. And I'm oh, like, I've had something like that before. That's my act.
0: I was doing uh, spring break in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, the largest nightclub yeah. in America, Club of Vila, and Club Vila. I had a residency there every spring break. I basically hosted spring break for 30 fucking days. That's a whole other podcast itself, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, that is a whole nother fucking there's we could just pull material from that alone for a long, long time. But I remember some fucking little like uh, Italian little short lady. She was a little older. She's like, hey, listen, I need you to fucking talk about the fucking uh, five dollar buckets. And <laughs> and, all this, and I need you to talk about Trojan condoms. I'm like, it's like, <laughs> like what? And I was like kind of blowing her off because I was like in this big like on the stage. and yeah. All these other people. And you could tell her she was like walking around with a clipboard. I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? And then she came up to me again and was like, hey, listen, I need you to throw these t-shirts out and these fucking da-da-da-da. I'm like, listen, uh, who the fuck are you? She goes, oh, I'm the guy that paid you $30,000 to be here. I was like, and how do you say that? <laughs> yeah. How do you it's pronounce that? You pronounce- Trojan? <laughs> Trojan? Trojan? Oh, Trojan? Right. I was like, dance monkey dance. Yeah. We've all been uh, oh. a victim of having to like, the it's dance, always the owner dance. or the yeah. club manager whoever is like, well, oh. hey. Once I'm down in uh, Stewart, Florida, this uh, Mexican um family, I could say family in a, in a in a in a non uh incriminating way. Yeah. We're like, "Hey, listen, uh, the county, they be they kind of fucking with us and they know you're in town. I know they banned you from the mall." We like showed up to do like this uh like meet and greet at Hot yeah. Topic, and the security Shout out to Luna. They wouldn't they wouldn't even let us in. And uh it was they they tried to arrest us and shit like before we actually even got into the fucking mall i have it on camera it's on my fucking instagram years and years ago anyways um i recall um the 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 mexican uh drug I mean um uh, uh club owner being like <laughs> fucking hey listen man the county's on my balls man you got to like, take it easy do a you know a clean show this motherfucker 12 fucking shots of tequila and later hey man Do that thing you were telling me about that I said not to do. I was like, what? I said, he said, you know, the thing. I was like, and I'm like, kind of like on the stage, like, what thing? He's like, the anal beads with the drone. I was like, oh. And by that time, I had already had a few drinks. I was like, oh, you motherfuckers (laughs) wanted the anal beads and the drone. So I fucking had this very beautiful lady. She was uh, squatted over. I think it was like a, a fucking Home Depot Husky fucking box. And we put a little towel down, and we shoved, like, these, like, anal beads. They were, like, about ten balls, like, the size of a quarter. Um, she didn't put it in her butthole. She put it in her vagina. And we had, like, this sketchy, like, piece of yarn or some shit tied to the drone that had was holding an American flag that we pulled the anal the anal beads out of her vagina and then hoisted up an American flag as we, like, were doing this whole thing. And they were like no do it man i was like hey you're paying the fucking bills whatever you want boss sometimes that club owner always gets that little special request like hey man tell me the joke about do 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 yeah and you're like oh fuck okay. yeah the 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 and that's it
1: man sometimes you book, like here's the deal the entertainment business is full of gangsters
0: and i mean that for real and you know that cuz they want to have fun they work yeah. hard they like the street shit at that same club, I actually got booked like, I think, like four times at. Obviously, I remember one time we left our pig uh, at, at in the fucking club. Yeah. And the owner's like, "Hey man, uh, your pig is down here." And we're all like drunk as fuck at this shitty like hotel, like five miles away, right by the beach. We're having the fucking best time ever, and uh, you know it's it's the time when the roadies, the the guys who set up everything, they get to like have actually fun. I feel bad for them the most at the end of the night. Yeah. You know, they're busting. They're tearing down the stage. They're trying to wipe shit down. They're throwing it violently into a trailer in the dark. Poor lit situation. Trying to get the fuck out of there so we can go back to our hotel and
1: pate And this last tour, there was no go back to the hotel. Was there? No, I- dude. This last tour, we never stayed in a hotel. We went and got back on the road and rode. On the road? On the again? road, man. That one. This one was because
0: we had the big bus. You know, so So there's so many like, I mean, we literally just skipped. I don't even. Would I even finish the thing about Panama City Beach? No, I don't even know. There's, there was so many like, hey man, the uh, the Keystone guys fucking gonna be hosting this pool party. I remember uh, one time they're like, Yo, Hulk Hogan's doing this thing with you. I'm like, Hulk Hogan. What did you just say? Did you say Hulk Hogan, motherfucker? He's like, Yeah, he's got this midget wrestling show, and they're filming, and and, uh, they're gonna do this whole thing with you. I was like, Oh. Well, in that case, I'm all like, I'll get my finest fucking pair of shoes ready for tonight. Too much shoes. I remember when we were in
1: uh, outside of Rick's Cabaret in Dallas-Fort Worth, and they were like, you want to go to this late-night strip club? And we were like, I don't know. And remember, the dude was like...
0: Basically, we got, we got abducted by some random promoter. Yeah, and he's I like... I don't even know. He's
1: like... It's run by some cartel guys But they're cool We're like don't worry we've been there before <laughs> And I remember everybody in that place You knew it was cartel the Big ass belt buckles and real pointy
0: ass Fucking
1: like shoes
0: And I was like uh oh so yeah. if you're if you're a, a drug dealer trying to go legit, hey, hit us up because we're not afraid to do your gig. Yeah, That's yeah. The moral even, story. even if you don't pay us, we're like, hey, uh, I mean, you know, s- you know pr- make us think you're gonna pay us at least we get there. You ever done a gig? where are like, hey, if they don't pay me, I'm not getting home. Yeah, I'm gonna be a citizen of fucking New York or Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, please, please, could you just pay me?
1: I did. I done a gig and they kept telling me they're like, yeah, after the show we're gonna get you the hotel room, and I'm like, okay, because. I need this room. Like I got all my shit with me. I landed here on a plane and took an Uber here. They're like, yeah, 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 because yeah, they're like, just get straight to the club, you know? Because you land in from your flight at like six, and they're like, no, you got to get to the club at like seven. So I got all my bags with me, and I'm like, hey, um, where am I staying? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna get it all sorted out. That's the the worst fucking thing you can Play hear from tactic. a pro- yeah
0: from a promoter is we'll sort it out. Because some of these guys they'll 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 pony up the deposit. Yeah. Depending on how desperate you are, you're like, all right, you're gonna pay me, I'll be there. Yeah. So they'll pay you to deposit 50%. Let's say you want $2,000. You ask for $1,000 up front. And in a professional agreement, it is like upon arrival. Right. Right Not when you like, walk in. And if you're a really, like, really shitty rapper that fucks everyone, you're like, all right, you got to do 20 minutes. And in the right, we hand you the fucking envelope of cash yeah. as you exit the stage. Because, you know, just people do crazy shit. And uh, a lot of them will pay the deposit with no money. Yep. Not knowing how they're going to pay the rest because not only they're trying to break even, but they're trying to make money. And then they're being flipped, you're like a a piece of uh crack and they're trying to break you down and and flip it up.
1: And you got to worry when you come in there and you don't see like any promotion and it's not packed because what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to tell you. Sorry, man, nobody showed up. And I'm oh, like, yeah. fuck you, I showed up. Yeah. I showed up with the guarantee that I was going to get paid. When you walk into the place and you don't see flyers, posters, or anything, and there's nobody in there, get your fucking money right now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And they'll
1: try to tell you, well, we're going to wait and uh, let, you know build up some money from the door and then pay you. We no. should be on one of those
0: like music conference panels where they uh, ask for advice on like shows. Yeah. Like, all right, listen, if a guy fucking named Tony fucking yeah. down and calls you anyone in this email fucking just do yeah. not answer it or
1: if the guy who booked you you get there but then he swears he's
0: not the guy who pays you he's like no 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 billy's gonna pay you bro i had that happen in georgia like yeah. this dude's like totally blown out with us and 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 i'm like yo bro oh man yeah you're so cool oh man da-da-da. we are hanging we got there the day before the gig and I remember like hanging out with them the, the day of the gig at dinner night, and I was like, "Hey man, we gotta we gotta square up with you, you know? The old, we gotta square, square up. up." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, square up for what?" I was like, "Uh, you know, fucking square up for fucking. I just drove fucking twenty motherfuckers to your bar and put packed this place out." He's like, "Bar? This ain't my bar. I just no, man. Uh, you, you looking for the owner?" And I was like, "Oh my god, like this guy doesn't own the bar." I've been, like, bro I've I, like, went to this dude's lake house. I'm, like, fucking swimming with his neighbors and shit. I'm shitting in his lake.
1: Is it the same lake house that we yes, stayed I at? Yes,
0: going to say no fucking names, Miguel, okay? <laughs> God damn it. But yes, okay? Yes. The fucking lake house that we weren't allowed to go inside. <laughs> I don't know about you, Miguel, but when I get ready to go into a story, I always kind of quietly in my giant, fat, retarded head go, will they hear this if I talk about <laughs> this? That is the... The non-stop reoccurring thing that I think about mentally. This
1: dude tells us to come to us. Come to my lake house, man. Come to my lake house. We get there. It's a lot and a little house, but we're not allowed in the house. It's like a
0: dock. It's like a boathouse. Yeah, and we're not allowed in there, so we're shitting in the lake. Everybody's shitting in the lake. I got girls like, hey, I need to take a shower. And I'm like calling this dude. He's like, bro, I'm on a construction site right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? You just blew my phone up for fucking weeks telling me we, you wanted us to stay here. Blase blah. We had a day off. We're hanging out at your house, and that was the gig
1: that we had spent so much on getting up to the tour that we couldn't even leave that night. because yeah. we had to wait till the money kicked in the next day. Oh yeah. So we're just stuck at this lake house. Some not allowed
0: in. Some of y'all don't uh, get to see behind the wizard curtain. Okay, let me let me break this down for you guys. Came from nothing. Worked our buttholes off. Here, like we're we got like the the jacket. We're in the club. Okay, we're we're doing all right. But we're still, still finding ourselves, uh, gambling and still dancing with the devil and hoping that it all works out in the end.
1: We still never know if it's going to be a lake house or a fucking boat house or if anyone's going to pay us.
0: Yeah, a lot of y'all, like I wouldn't say a lot of y'all. I'd say if you're listening, you're just like a fucking hardcore hater. You're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Just know that. We're only like a a good fucking bad couple of months away from fucking sucking dick on the street.
1: Yeah, we're always dancing the line. Yeah, that's and we're just. I'll gambling. probably just get a job though, but yeah, I mean you'll, you'll definitely be you'll suck be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, with that we're uh, we're coming to our first. That's break, how we're man. segue into the next hour. <laughs> yeah, Mike is gonna suck dick, and I'll just you know. We're gonna go wake go up the for rest for the of the guys station. in the
0: room. <laughs> There's... It's, fucking. A, it's, it's 5 a.m. 5 a.m., man. But dedication, we kept it going. Kept we we it could going. have broke the streak. No, we kept we want the streak to, going.
1: We care about you guys. When we come back from the break, we'll have some more bullshit. And Better be a short fucking break.
0: <laughs> you motherfuckers can't go nowhere. You're listening to the VC podcast fucking, fucking show with me and Miguel Colon Jr. We'll be right back. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBC.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox, because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff. But for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. The Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBeezy.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBeezy.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at MikeBeezy's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights Camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During members weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while.
2: I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's been the best three months of my life. Memberships are missing out. I uh, I started following Mike Busey about about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And uh, allows people to come here that are like outcasts in society and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months, became a member a month ago. So, but I'm I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle, having a great day of fucking
0: the drunken field day. All I can say is, America, right now, follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America, for you. Follow Mike Busey, become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers, the only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, air boating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each members weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Team white, team blue, not team black. If they
1: lose. Oh right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's team black, bro. Even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The members' weekend, I'ma put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what i mean that's what i'm saying like this is just it's life right now it's it's amazing i'm honored to be here i'm honored to meet everybody to see how cool everybody is how loving they are and just how chill they are they're just real people like us
0: like i don't even think it's about the money it's about the pride at some point some of these people they get they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full, functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment and our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's gonna show up at Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, Athletes, models, and porn stars have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At members weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as all the members head downtown orlando we've been known to take the party to the streets nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures you never know where mike is going to take you and the rest of the members during members weekends just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride not everyone can make it to members weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free backstage or even on stage. Oh, yes. If you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's
1: Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's such a debauchery that it's a good debauchery. You you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey. And then he introduces you to a whole nother fucking life. Then you become a member, and then
0: you fucking see the debauchery show that's where it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit the gas station, the Sausage Castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, Religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist—it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Oh, hell yeah. And we're back. This—this is—we'll uh, go down in the records as the latest podcast. This is like uh, like the the fucking uh, we got to
1: save the youth center telethon. And we're just up twenty four hours. I need y'all to
0: call in and give whatever you fucking can. Please don't let these goddamn African babies starve. You did a you did a
1: jackass uh like twenty four hour They had a,
0: yeah, they did a whole like twenty four hour broadcast MTV takeover from Times Square and it was like a shit show. I bet. A shit show.
1: How old were you then? When that was like heavy drinking party, Mike Busey?
0: Oh, yeah, pretty much. But, like, uh, Steve-O was fucking definitely on everything and just, wow, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I remember, like, Joe DeVito, like, telling, he was one of the producers. He yeah. was like, all right, got to, like, just send him. Uh, he's going to have to fucking vacate the Viacom fucking <laughs> building. So, yeah, it's uh, it's 5 a.m., and we're getting ready to start the second half, which means we'll probably end a little after 6, and uh our uh, studio audience slash engineer is looking a little rough. He's uh falling asleep. Now we got Aaron uh, fucking. popping Pop it
1: on the ones and twos over there.
0: He's already. They've already destroyed the light over here. Now, if you watch in the second half of the show, you will not see the light light up. It'll just be there. <laughs> Do you know how to press all the buttons, Aaron? Because I haven't seen you switch anything. You know, there's another guy, Miguel, over here. Miguel talk. Let's see what he does. Oh, there oh, he goes. oh He's switching late. ass. So, yeah, if you're a member of the website, not only do you get to uh, fucking come to the craziest parties and come to all of our events, uh, you get to listen and watch us, So, which will be double hard to hide uh, us from your relationship because I always uh, talk to followers. They're like, hey, fucking love your shit, man. I'm like, yeah, well, come out. Come to a party. They're like, yeah, my wife doesn't know about y'all, and she ain't never going to know about <laughs> yeah. y'all. I like when people are like, first of all, Love everything you do.
1: Second of all, I need to figure out a way to get this removed from a credit card bill. I'll pay it. I'll pay twice as much. But this shit cannot show up.
0: If you're a member, uh, or if, if you're thinking about becoming a member, just for the record, it shows up as credit card bill. Yeah, just so CC like,
1: bill. No, honey, I'm, I'm I'm building the credit. Yeah, I'm I'm paying off the credit card. We, like, we, you know, we dabbled around with it showing, like, I just bought a year's supply of titties and midgets. But then we thought, no.
0: Well, like, that'll be very bad. One time I, I, when I was very young, when I first had my ber- first bank account, I remember going into the bank and I overdrafted. And I was like, I didn't fucking, what the hell is this, this charge here for fucking hundred? What the fuck? It's like, oh, this is for a Mons Venus Gentleman's <laughs> Club, Tampa. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely not me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely me. I'm like trying to lie and shit like.
1: I remember uh, when I first got my debit card, I took this girl out, and uh, I didn't have the money in my account, and it wasn't going to kick in till midnight, and we sat at the restaurant, and I'm like, you wanna? I was like, we're just, ha-. she's like, let's just get out of here, and I'm like, no,
0: let's stay, because I had to wait till midnight for the money to go into my account. <laughs> All right, so that, that brings up a, 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 an idea or a memory. Have you ever took a chick out on a date, and you're like, yeah, you know, get whatever you want, babe. But you're like, dear God, please do not get the nineteen mm. ninety nine mil, please. Can we stick it under can we go for the eight or the ten dollar yeah. platter or something? And nope. You're like, fuck. She's eyeballing that damn steak, that bitch. And you're fucking panicking, low-key, but
1: you gotta play it cool. I was like 18 years old, and I brought this girl out to the club, and I only had a hundred bucks on me. And we get in, an in-rich like, ass yeah.
0: motherfucker. i bragging about shit. Well, okay. it was a
1: it was a build your own bikini contest, one of those. And she was making her bikini out of um saran wrap, pink saran wrap. And I remember I, she was like, Let's go hang out. And I was like, All right, all right. I've been telling her I want to take her out. So we go to the build your own bikini contest. We walk in. Remember, I've only got Like a hundred bucks on me. We walk in and they're like, It's twenty for girls and thirty for guys to get in. I'm like, Oh "Oh, fuck (laughs) God. Ain't even got in yet. Ain't even got in yet. Now I'm not even gonna be able and then you know, trying to get drunk, get loose, we're trying to have a good time. You know, this is one of those places that you know serves underage, and it's fifty bucks to get in. And then we get in there and she's like, I want an apple martini, and I'm like, Oh, and I tried to be slick. I was like, all right, I got her after martini. It was like eleven bucks. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just I'll let me let me just get a Coke. And the girl's like, okay,
0: that's eleven for the martini and six for the Coke. I'm like, God damn it. Oh yeah. What what is I mean I could I went to New York this last year. It's Seven dollars for that sprite, baby. Seven dollars for a fucking sprite. It wasn't a whole can. Wasn't it, it was like, like thirty dollars for your Caesar salad? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Caesar salad thirty did y'all bring this goddamn romaine lettuce from fucking iceberg or some <laughs> shit, Iceland? Did y'all bring did a fucking Viking row over here to Leif Erikson bring <laughs> my goddamn Caesar salad from the mainland of fucking some village? This salad on came a mountain that only place that had vegetation because the rest of plays a giant tundra. It landed in Nova Scotia and made its way through. There is there some shit. What what? Let me give you. Let me hear your uh, idea or your your answer. What is something that you will never, never indulge in, no matter how much if you had billions of dollars, you would like consider it a fucking embarrassment if you ever and participated in this or that?
1: Huh. So like something that no matter what the money is, no matter like no matter how much money I have, it's still what I consider. You had a billion
0: dollars and Let's say it's still fuck shit. You're no, like anyway. fuck. No, I ain't paying that much for that shit. What, uh, what is that one thing?
1: The the undercoat wash at a car wash. When they're like they're like, you want the undercarriage wash? No, fuck you. I do not want underneath fuck the car. My undercarriage. Yeah, I don't want that wash. It's a, it's it's bullshit. It's bu- they're like no, you know, get salt off of there. There's no fucking salt where I live here. There's no salt.
0: There's definitely a bunch of things. Even though I've been very blessed the last couple of years. That I'm like, fuck that, bitch. I'll fucking hell the oh, fuck Oh, insurance that. on anything I buy. Oh, well, if it's electronic and I know I'm going to go back to that place, I'm like, yeah. I'm that's gonna go fine. That. Yeah, that's fine. Even though I've had people throw away fucking, t- not once, but twice, two $600 vacuums that I had a fucking three-year warranty. <laughs> I had six years of vacuum life between these two. And they didn't even last a whole I'm gonna year. I'm going to tell you a
1: story about that real quick, Mike. I'm going to so, fight
0: anyone who confesses who's doing it.
1: Let me tell you a story about that. I get in the office and the first cleaning girl tells me, we don't know where the vacuum is, but it wasn't working. And I'm like, okay. And I talk to the other cleaning girl and she's like, oh, yeah, we we, we don't know where that vacuum is. And I was like, okay. And then I talked to Adam and Adam's like, I think I saw that vacuum in the trash. And I stop, and I remember being in the office. You weren't awake. It was like ten thirty in the morning, and I'm like, "Did one of you guys throw away the vacuum again?" And nobody's saying anything, and I'm just like, "I it's literally not even, let's no, not even talk no, no, about no. This. Let me tell you. No, don't no, fuck you. I'm tell just, you just this get you, I'm get This gets me
0: fired up. I I instantly start at this pun- moment I'm gonna wake up people right now. And start punching them in the well, face. I
1: instantly at this moment now I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" Now I have to do. Everything right this morning to take as much edge off of him as I can, so that when he finds out about the vacuums twice, he threw away two fucking vacuums. Well, they they had done that before, but the second time I was like, three year warranty. Well,
0: I was like, God damn
1: you people! I had to wake up and be like, Hey, Mike. First of all. Check this cool thing out we can buy. Also, look at all these cool messages we got on Instagram. The girls threw out the vacuum. Hey, Adam cut down a bunch of I trees. I said, what? They, 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 what, what? did you say? What, what, what? I said, check out the messages on Instagram. Hey. No, don't, don't,
0: what about the Where the fuck is the vacuum, Miguel? Oh, and
1: it was it was Wednesday, too, and they threw it out on Tuesday, and we'd already the trash had already got picked up.
0: I I was ready to fire everyone. Yeah, the vacuum I was cleaner like, was not fucking. I had still not gotten over the first Six hundred dollar vacuum being thrown away, with a three year warranty. No, these motherfuckers would just run over just an aborted baby and, and on the Uh-oh. carpet, and be like, "Oh, I think I think it's broke. We should throw it away." Have you tried cleaning the fucking filter out? No, they just eh. like I oh, I just fucking grabbed the vacuum, started vacuuming. It just starts it stopped sucking, so I had to throw it away. I guess. The,
1: my favorite Mike Busey meltdown, guys. My favorite was when Mike sent this girl who used to work with us to the grocery store to go buy him groceries. Oh. This is when he wanted to be on a diet. He yes. gave her a list of everything he wanted. She spent $800. And this is right when we first started making some money. I was like, you spent what? And she spent $800, and none of it was the shit he wanted.
0: None of it. None of
1: it. And Mike started throwing orange juice
0: bottles. I threw a of- gallon of orange juice across the <laughs> kitchen, <laughs> up against the wall. And then I remember a couple times coming home, and you gotta remember, come from nothing. To even buy some of the shit that I wanted to get was like, oh, this is a big deal. Like, yeah, I always used to blame being fat. Well, on like, well, oh, I'm poor. I can't, I can't eat healthy because you know, it, yeah. it costs money to eat healthy. Yeah, you know, but no, this uh, particular girl uh, went and spent eight hundred dollars at the fucking Walmart. And uh, not a fucking... I think the bananas was the one thing I wanted. To so see you catch. told her.
1: you were like, I
0: got bananas. At least I
1: got bananas. I have $800 fucking bananas.
0: Yeah, I threw the gallon of orange juice across the kitchen. Another time, I remember just... Sometimes I was like, you see all these bums in your house. They're all fucked up. They're not doing shit. They're breaking shit. They're stealing shit. They're inviting other random motherfuckers over that don't give a fuck about you or your house or nothing. And I had a meltdown. I remember opening the door and seeing like twenty people, like ha ha, ha partying up above the pool. And I literally had just did all the dishes like maybe two hours ago, and it was like fifteen plates in there. I was like, "What the fuck?" I went out there and started throwing the plates, spiking them like fucking touchdown, motherfucker, onto the fucking pool deck. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. "Like," and I was just like. And guess what? I didn't see clean dishes. I didn't see any dirty dishes for at least a week. That's why sometimes, and I mean this, and this is going to be a
1: weird, like, kind of political sounded segue. But sometimes when people riot, people are like, "Why are they destroying their own shit?" And I'm like, "Cause fucking sometimes you do that. You when know? you're young,
0: you learn that. You're yeah. like, you get, you get if you get worked up and you and you break your own shit, it feels so good for a second. For a second, and you're like, "Fuck." And then, then after like three or four times, like yeah, let's never do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's costing like, me a s- bunch of
1: money. I'm losing plates here.
0: I, I, at I at the back to the old house, same shit. No money. No one give a fuck. No one cares. No one buys shit. They just destroy and use your shit up. And then I went out to the to the side of the house and pulled a. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. The dishes are done. Dude. The dishes are done, dude. And. Started taking, pulled out the old Mossberg and fucking made some skeet out of some plates. And, uh, yeah, we didn't have any uh, dirty dishes for a little while
1: or anything This is one of my favorite. Do you remember when one of the girls who was cleaning for us, w- who was hired to clean and her job was to clean, got mad that there was dirty dishes in the sink? Which so one? She, they so all did. I love I loved that she hit them. And she was like, I'm going to hide the dishes so nobody makes them dirty.
0: And it's like, you get paid to clean the dishes. What the worst thing is, I would be paying someone else to clean up after other people who don't pay rent or do shit in the house. Like, there's a lot of built-in frustration over just being here. Because you, you, we all grow up thinking, man, if I only had money, my whole life would be better. Well, as they say, the, the wise prophet, notorious B.I.G., my money, my problems, that shit's real. Because you think... Okay, cool, you get some money. I'm going to fucking fix everything. No, it brings in a million more other fucking problems. You don't know who your friends are, why they're there, are they trying to get clout, are they fucking trying to be famous, do they want to make money, are they trying to sue you, are they wanting to like, uh, you know, you, you just don't ever know. It's, it's uh, As I say, it's lonely at to the top sometimes. And over these last couple of years... I've had to, like, learn to, like, let go, and I've had to have the most intense patience any human could ever fucking have. What do you think one of the biggest mistakes you made
1: when you switched from being, like, day-to-day hustling, striving to to make it, to being a lot more comfortable like you are now, what's something you know was a huge mistake you made that, you know— you wish you could fix, but you're never going to be able to. That's just, just the game.
0: Being too nice. Being too nice. I know that sounds very like, yeah. oh, well, Mike, really? Yeah. No, I was – there were people that were living with me and working with me that were trying to be me, and I was like this nice, like, yo, man, yeah, bro, let's do – have you ever had that, like, heart-to-heart with someone about whatever, and you, like, totally feel like you're on the same page? And then, like, the very next minute – you're like they just go do exactly what you said that yeah. you hated, and you're just like, wow, this motherfucker doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah, that's the story of my life. And I'm not perfect. The thing is, is like I can be very uh, demanding. Like I'm, I'm insane. I, I, uh, I didn't sign up to be like this executive of a business. I started the sauce castle because I wanted to have a, a sense of fucking family, and to do a uh, you know have a place where the fun never ends like a summer camp you know like uh, I was always a kid that had like a, a, a rocky childhood so I always uh, yearned for like a sense of family with with my friends and you know we always got our childhood friends like oh we're gonna be friends forever we carve your name in a tree you do the blood brother shit and you know, and you realize real life that people are generally by nature selfish and can do what they want to do and They don't care if they shit on you or not or whatever. You know, I'm not trying to turn this whole fucking thing into a negative spin, but a lot of our listeners like to hear, you know, like there's a million times someone comes and goes from here, and trust me, in the heat of the moment, I want to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? This person's not here no more, and da 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 -da, just list off everything. But I try to take the high road. I try not to, like, uh, make them look in a negative light because I'm just like... What is that going to do? You know, and yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of people, some of you might relate to this, but especially if you're a business owner, no one's going to care about your business more than you. So I can't even realistically expect other people to care as much as I am. And when you, you know where you've been and know where you have came from and where you want to go, so you have a sense of urgency like, yo, i got to make this shit work. Some a lot of people that come here, they can literally like you know like fucking give up and then go live their whatever life. You know this is this is my life. Some people, this is like a year of their life or a couple years. Like this is my everything.
1: Do you ever like? I mean, honestly, just to talk about it since we're bringing it up. Do you ever fear, like, what would happen if you lost this?
0: I I used to, but I realized a long fucking time. I'm 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 a fucking cockroach. Like I will not fucking take defeat. I will fucking figure some way with, no matter what scale, if it's large or crazy Because or, I was happy before the cornhead mask and yeah. and all the other dumbass shit we've bought uh and that I've been blessed with. You know? And I've even as it's gone on, it's it's like you're in a dream, you know, you're like, Man, I don't want this to end. So if you're smart you wake up one day from sleep apnea, I'm like, hey, let me take care of my fucking <gasps> <hormones." laughs>
1: The wake up from apnea. Yeah, that. and
0: you're like, fuck, everyone's I'm buying guns in my sleep. People are fucking not paying their taxes. People are shitting like it's like a savage, you know, fucking some tribe that comes into another tribe. They use up whatever they got and when it's gone, they're like, all right, we'll go. What, what next? And I've talked about this before, but the sad reality is, is when there's no hot chicks or no some celebrity or some crazy party or you know something to drink. It's like oh fuck this man, Let go back to my house I guess. Huh? Yeah. At least he won't make me tear the trash. You know, and even though now it's become a business, I still had the mentality of like yo motherfucker, we were I, me and some of my crew here have been in the trenches before it was anything. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna fight for it. And like I said, I've had to become like this. I've had to do a crash course, like the MC Hammer on business. Like, all right, you can't hire all your homies, and most of them aren't going to have your best interest, you know, even though they say blah, 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 blah. the
1: hard thing when you hire your homies is there's an entitlement that they're your homie. So, oh yeah. like, even when you hire them, you never hire them and they become your employee now. They're your homie you're also paying.
0: And that's just the truth. Yeah, I'm in this awkward, like, weird, like, you're my homie, and you're my roommate, and I'm your boss. Yeah. And what I've learned a lot of things over the years, I, I like to think that I've tried to correct. Because I, like I said, I would be lying if I said I was like perfect and they're all 100% wrong. Some of them are definitely 100% fucking wrong Yeah. from start to finish. But at the end of the day, being a leader, you have to look at it like, it doesn't matter what the fuck they're doing. I allowed it to happen yeah you know uh so i'm at fault i take the l so you know growing up and maturing you realize hey listen if you get a fucking person that's taking advantage of a situation or not putting in the work you know this is the only place in the world you can literally be homeless show up here have thousands of new followers on the internet think you're famous because you came from nothing you're like oh wow they fucking recognize me and they, they their head blows up then they uh they they have a sense of titlement, a sense of arrogance. Yeah, I've 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 tried to help people, fucking, for ages. Like, hey man, you know, because you know it's like on the outside looking in, it's always easier. I can always give you advice, but if I had to give myself advice, like, well, yeah, you never know. And there was times where like a lot of people were like thinking it was a job. Mm-hmm. This is not a job to me. This is like my life. So yeah, I'm gonna fucking do a podcast at 5.30 in the morning and still be like, hey, this is my fucking job because I've already had every shitty-ass job. I'd, I'd do this till to, to the day I'm fucking dead before I go back and and go into that normal life. Do and you, I, I don't mean to sound that degrading because yeah. I know a lot of people live that normal life, and I get it. But, you know, sometimes getting married is just like, hey. You know, marriage is like really to me, it's like, yo. I won't find nothing better than this, so I give up. Yeah. Here, I'll just marry this chick right here. Or I'm going to just stay right here in this this state, this city, at this job. And I always thought it was crazier to actually put your entire life into someone else's hands. I don't think you get rich by working at fucking McDonald's or get into a position to do whatever you want. Like, I believe that the only way you really get up out of your fucking hole is by grabbing yourself up and taking yourself there. I feel by being an entrepreneur, and a self-employed person. It doesn't matter if you're fucking making wicker baskets in your garage, or you're selling fucking videos that you're fucking yourself with a purple double in the dildo on OnlyFans, whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, do it and try to do it better. Offer customer service, exponentially, and offer a product or a service at an economical price and market it right. And it doesn't matter what the fuck you're selling or you're doing. If you really want it, you can fucking get it.
1: Do you think, uh, coming from your background, you've worked a lot of jobs, but you've never worked like... You've wor- like you have you worked a lot of jobs that were like labor and things like that. Do you think sometimes that makes it hard for you to grasp this executive role that you're in? Because I just know for a fact sometimes... Like, you'll quote to us, you'll be like, that's not how it worked at Dixie Stampede. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But Dixie Stampede wasn't selling fucking fuck videos and having. Uh, well, Three I'm Six also an, I'm insane.
0: Here. You know what I mean? So it's like people will like put themselves in this like box. I don't live in that box. I live outside I'm floating around like a fairy and shit. Peter Pan shit, you know. So reality and vision can collide yeah. many times. And I find myself being like, what do you mean we can't have a fucking uh, a pirate ship? Like, No, I want a fucking pirate ship. And I feel that most of society has been uh, raised to think, okay, you graduate high school, be a good boy and good girl, pick a college, go there, get a career, wife somebody up, have some kids, and call it the day. Because that
1: was kind of your path before yeah. the Sausage Castle.
0: It was. And, and I was... Like, Yo, when you I'm were gonna- going when
1: you were going to Florida Christian College, you wanted to be a youth pastor.
0: A youth pastor, yeah.
1: And so your your
0: goals. Cheers to that! At, at yeah. a fucking five thirty, I'm gonna drink this crown. You know you, what
1: I'm talking about? Your goals were to just clock in, clock out, almost not not in that sense, but not to be, not to create your own thing, to be a part of something.
0: I, I played the game. I literally had, from a dishwasher to a cook, landscaping, construction. Um, health I worked in a nursing home I was a CNA for two years um, I worked at Disney World I sold fucking janky uh, Shady uh, Overpriced vacuum cleaners Those Kirby's With a guy with one an eye patch uh, I Did have, suck his eye out like, That would be my story For him
1: to be like You know what happened Goddamn vacuum cleaner So good so I good. looked at it one day
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean I've had Every fucking job And I remember every time I was doing those fucking jobs Because we all got to work you know. But I was like, man, I'm I, I'm having fun in these moments. Like, you know, yeah. I'm jamming out, I have my little fucking headphones on, I'm weeding in this giant apartment complex, miserable as fuck, you know. But I uh I knew that I, I was like that's not me, man. I'm yeah. I'm meant for something more. I'm I'm too much of a I always say like if I was to go to back to a, a mediocre just basic situation, I would I would be there for like a month and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to deserted island and I'm going to sell coconuts. And then I'm like, all right, that's it. Then I'm like, well, what if we do jet skis, coconuts and fucking pirate tours? And then I'm like, next thing I you know, I'm trying to like buy a tree house and shit. And I'm just very creative and complex to where it's 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 a uh, it's definitely a, a deficiency in my in my imagination. But. And I'm not saying I'm anywhere comparable to these people, but many, many great people were fucking insane and workaholics because I literally would work 24 hours a day on something to progress my movement.
1: Let me ask you a question that I've always wanted to know from, like, an entrepreneur like you. Is it conflicting as an entrepreneur to tell people... And I'm asking this not, like, because you say it, because all entrepreneurs say it. Is it conflicting to tell people things like, you know... You can't just work nine to five. You got to follow dreams and then also want to hire people yeah. to work nine to five. I, th- you know? I think
0: about that every fucking day. And, and this is what it is. It's it's like the butterfly thing. Yeah. They will come to you in your life, however they come, whether they fucking found you on Instagram, like, hey, I want to work for this guy. Yeah. Or they you sought them out or somehow or something mutually happened. And I used to think like oh man this is my guy me and him we're gonna build this company we'll be here forever and the sad reality of it is 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 when you're chasing a dream it's very fucking lonely you know and i'm in the entertainment business and you know they they say you know you hide behind the tears of a clown and shit like the people that are the most happy and funny guys are the ones that are like any day about to put a bullet in their fucking head you know john candy yeah robin williams all these motherfuckers that had these great gifts to give to the world, and they had their troubled souls. And I, I know my soul is troubled, and I'm at first like, no, fuck you, no, no, I'm like that. And I'm like, no, I am, I really am. Yes. It's like I'm, I'm obsessed with, like, leaving a, an impact on life in a positive way. Like, yo, I am, I feel at this moment, 2020, I am here on this fucking planet to provide an escape to the everyday man or woman from their shitty harsh realities of life and, and 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 if it's on this podcast or some stupid video i did there's it's way more complex than like some hot chick and a pug and a midget that's like to see that and to only see that you you have you have fell into a dark hole of of like an untruth that's like no no you, you missed it bro you you missed it you don't you didn't get it i am here to like uh, that I believe. I'm not trying to talk all crazy and shit. Like oh, I'm like some whatever, but I'm. I feel like that I'm. I get the most satisfaction and most fulfillment in, in my in my soul by watching people laugh and smile and entertaining them, even if it comes at my dispense. I remember being in school and seeing, hearing a teacher like, "Oh, you're a fucking goddamn class clown," they, you know, and even when they said. They're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And I was like, oh, "Fucking great!" One they're of the still worst, laughing, ain't
1: they? One of the worst things uh, about that statement that people don't get is they'll try to tell you they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And it's like, no, I'm not laughing. I'm making them laugh. Yeah, that's what they're not grasping. No, they're not laughing with me. I'm not. I'm making. I'm controlling an emotional. I'm controlling an un controllable emotion from people that's what laughter is what people don't get is to be able to make people laugh is 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 almost the same as to be able to make people cry it's an emotion they have no control over that you can use your logic and your words to draw out of them, but the thing is, there's not a person sitting here that could make themselves feel the euphoria of laughter on their own. So the power of making people laugh is so huge that it is—it's almost addictive. I heard Dave Chappelle say something that I really liked. He said, "Comedians are are our musicians, and our instrument is the audience, and the audience laughter is the song we make with our instrument." And that's true. It's a—it's like a, a very complex thing, but the thing about comedy is. You're drawing emotion from people that that they can't control, and you're you're basically saying, "I know the map and the way to get you to a place that you can't get to on your own."
0: And that's a really it's 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 sometimes I I know it sounds very like egotistical, but sometimes I feel sorry for people when I let's say we we show up to like a building or something like, "Yo, we can do this and do that," and they're like, "What the fuck?" And some people are naturally just negative. People, Mm -hmm. and they look at something. They're like, "Nah, fuck da da, da." I could look at a turd and see a fucking a diamond and be like, "No, bro." Well, what if we paint this and we build this and doing that? And and it is also a troubling thing because my brain doesn't shut off. Like I literally will lay in bed like, I really need to paint this ceiling blue and put some clouds on it. Fuck, maybe tomorrow. And then I wake up. Oh fuck, gotta take the trash out. And I pulled all these different ways in my brain i don 't know if it's like eroding from the inside but yeah i'm i'm fucking because it's hard for to. you I think it's hard for you to
1: prioritize this is more important than this sometimes when it's
0: like, but this is right here needs to be done well think about if we if you we only have one life to live that we know of, and you spend your entire life doing what feels good in the moment and the, the really sad thing is is that if we truly knew what where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going, do you think it would change the way you lived your life?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Like, if you were like, hey, you have a month to live, like, what would you do?
1: Yeah, see, at this moment, it's always like when people ask me if you had a million dollars, what would you do? $10 million, what would you do? I don't even know because I'm not even in the real mindset. The mindset is like, it, it, it's almost like if... You ask me right now, if a jaguar came in this room right now and lunged at me, what would I do? I don't know what I would do. When that moment happens, I know I'm going to do some shit. But I can't think of what I'd actually do. Because right now I'm thinking logically, like, if a jaguar came in this room, I would probably take the... No, jaguar comes in this room, who knows
0: what the fuck I would do. I I feel like as I get older, uh, my priorities shift a little. But I'm still like the crazy fucking motherfucker and madman that I've been since a child. But now it's like I'm in the position to where I can call or contact some of the biggest, most important business people in the world. Or, you know, I I won't say his name, but I talked to like almost like I could say a childhood hero in the rock and roll world. And and he like me and him were conversating. And I was like, oh, my God, if you would have told like 13 year old Mike that he's going to be talking to this motherfucker. This is arguably one of the biggest rock stars of our time. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit! This motherfucker's talking to me, and I and and he has and he
1: did call you my friend, which makes you guys friends.
0: Yep, I remember you have access to my Instagram, and late at night you're like, you text me, you're like, holy fucking shit! (laughs) Are you talking to blank blank? Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, you see that little blue check mark? That's him. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, and I'm like. No, but in in reality, I put myself in that situation that I've sought after insanely at any cost. And and people always say, oh, I wish I had your life. Yeah, I wish I had my life, too, if it wasn't my life that I I had already lived. If you would have told me 20 fucking years ago that I was going to have all this crazy shit, evictions, homelessness, broken heart. uh, I've chased my dream so far down this rabbit hole. I am not turning back. Yeah. One of the hardest things I ever to tell a girl that I was in love with that should have been maybe at the time I feel at that time, in that reality that should have been my wife or something, yeah. and I should have had kids with her. Yeah, and I remember telling her, "I'm like, I love you, but I'm, 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 I'm on this. I'm, I'm going somewhere." And hearing her, oh, you're fucking lucid. No one cares. You're gonna be broke your whole life." Da, da, da. And that, and that's what the sad thing about humanity, yeah, especially Americans, is that we judge our success by like monetary values of assets or our money. Yeah. And I wish we lived in a culture where that wasn't like you should be judged on like how many times did you laugh or smile and did you feel love? Did you give love? Like when you're a kid, you're always told, you know, fucking, you know, it's better to give than receive. And you're like, fuck you. I want that goddamn skateboard motherfucker like no when people tell me that i'm like why don't you
1: give me that skateboard then
0: you're gonna feel great when. and then when you finally get mature enough and you start to evolve as a human and you're like no man that was so rad because i got to do something for someone they couldn't do for themselves yeah i mean uh, we've filmed some things of 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 things we've done but the things that as they say that, they say the true test of a man's character is the things he does when no one else is around. Masturbate. Well, that too. But there is, there's a lot of things that I'm just like, man, I could totally do this right now, but I'm going to do what's right. Not that I have always done what's right, because I right. definitely have it. But I, I, minus the sexual and the crazy and the wild and the raw shit that I've been a part of for so long. For someone to get hung up on that, they have no fucking idea. And I, I literally spit on their fucking soul when they think that that's all there is. I'm so much more complex than that. Like, I am the crazy, like, preacher that serves beer at church and has midgets and strippers. Because and, no one should really, like, judge someone based upon, like, every little thing that they're, they, when they you, enjoy. When,
1: when you tell people the analogy of the crazy preacher... Who serves beer at church. break it down more. Explain what you mean by that. In a non culty way. Yeah, but explain I mean. what you mean by
0: that. Because I'm 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 amongst the people and I'm I'm not like judging them based on like their look. That's for damn sure. Because yeah. I've hung out with some ugly motherfuckers, including myself being the ugliest. I have hung out with every single demographic. No one could ever say I was racist. No one ever could say that I was homophobic. No one could no one could say I ever, like, you know, I've literally took homeless people off the street and give them, you know, opportunities and this and that. And I've tried to sincerely seek what who they really are inside their heart, not, like, their appearance or their economic status or this and that. And, of course, I'd be lying if I say we don't look at all that. Like, oh, God, this guy hasn't taken a shower. What the fuck? Or, yeah. oh, this guy's only got 10,000 followers. Like, you know, of course you always analyze that thing. I think the human brain is always classifying things. I think sometimes racism and discrimination gets uh, confused for classification. The human brain sees something with its eyes and it processes it, and then it immediately stores it into a cubby. Oh, this is the, this is a girl. We all know we interact with a woman different than we do a man right. at times. You know, not all times.
1: I think that's a great point, the classification point, though, that sometimes... Uh, You're classifying people or classifying groups uh, and maybe it ends up turning out to be what's considered like uh, discrimination or something. But sometimes it's not coming from a place of of hate as much as a place of, like you said, classification.
0: Yeah. And I think I think once it's almost mathematical, not not even like, um, like a psychological thing, it's like mathematically. okay. This person's tall like a lot as fuck. Of they can't go in car with me yeah, right now. Like,
1: stereotypes come from classification. I feel like, and this is a hard hard thing to say because I don't have data or facts to fucking back it up. But I feel like stereotypes. Fact checker. Yeah, stereotypes and stuff come from classification. Real things like racism come from hate and fear, you know, and there's a difference. It's basically like we, we have a joke around here. When we're hiring somebody, we, me and Mike always say we don't like to hire white people. We're like, and it's our joke, we're just always like, when we're hiring like somebody, we're like, we like hard, we, we, and it's it's a stereotype, it and it might be a negative stereotype to some people, but we're always joking that like, hey, we like hard working Latinos around here, for all positions, Mike used to laugh, because at one point, his entire management was Latino, yeah. you know, and so we joke about that, and, uh, but... But I think like something like that, that's a stereotype that we joke with and we don't think is bad because we're, you know, we find it funny. But it comes from classification. Well, the classification of
0: America is like overwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I can't like that was another reason why I was wasn't too quick to jump back and going back into broadcasting because I was like, fuck this. Like these motherfuckers are getting fired and and shamed for like the stupidest, most simplest shit. And then some of them are like, whoa, this motherfucker. Whoa, that came from a dark place. The worst
1: part is when it's categorized together. Like somebody gets fired because they make a joke about their own culture. And people are like, that's insensitive. And the woman or man is like, yeah, but I'm joking about my own people. I thought it was funny. People are like, that's uncool. And then there's somebody who's like, you know, we got to murder every Albanian. And you're like,
0: get that fucker off
1: the air.
0: (laughs) Well, if there are 14 uh, episodes into our show... I think by now they've figured it out. Either they hate us or love us, and nothing we're going to say is probably going to surprise them.
1: I feel like they understand at this point. we, We don't really know. Here's what they figured out 14 episodes in. We're not trying to tell people that you should follow our answers. We don't even know if we have answers, but we have opinions. But by all means, they might not be backed by the best information.
0: Some people are like, whoa, what happened to the second half of the show? It got really serious. Yeah, man. And some of y'all are into it, and some of you are like, fuck this shit. Talk about dicks and midgets again, please.
1: This is what I will tell you about the show. We guarantee you we will always be entertaining. We can't always be funny, but yeah. we will always be entertaining. Because we'd be ending. fake if we were
0: just like, hey, where, where, yeah. where Miguel, what happens Saturday night? And to be honest with you,
1: I have learned at 5.50 in the morning, it's an entirely different show. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here, welcome to my yeah, it's almost. 6 and, yeah. And
0: and, and and we could go into all the different things of existence and reality. And is there a God? Is there well, this, even even, even if, life? If more than that,
1: we can go into the things like what it's like to be an entertainer like you've been talking about now to be alone because your dream hasn't really allowed you to, 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 to have people with you like long term.
0: And the thing is, too, and th- I've had a lot of people long term, but I've had a lot of people come and go, and like I was and I'm saying, I'm not mad at any of no. them. No,
1: and like I was saying, when I was asking the question, is it hard sometimes. Does it feel conflicting as an entrepreneur? My question for that is because, as an entrepreneur, we'll constantly hear entrepreneurs. They'll come to your school, they'll come everywhere, and tell you, "Don't work for anyone, work for yourself." Yet their whole business is built on people working for them. It's you know, true. so it's like at some point you have you have to realize that. You may not work for yourself, but that doesn't mean you can't make sure you take care of yourself. You know,
0: that, that's why uh, I as you were just talking, I started thinking of an analogy to explain this. And it's kind of like I'm a bus driver and I got this bus. It's my bus and I'm the driver. Yeah. I stay with the bus no matter what. And I got a bunch of people that come on. And I got a bunch of people that come off. And the bus driver doesn't get sad when this person gets off at their stop. And, of course, the bus driver feels a little more emotionally attached to the to guy in the back that's been the whole route with him. And right. He's gone back and forth. But at the end of the day, that guy, nothing's forever. No relationship, no business. Whether it's death or whether it's fucking divorce, bankruptcy, whatever the fuck happens, nothing's forever. And... uh you just, you just fucking be good to them while they're here and with you, whether, whatever bus you're on. If you're a small business owner or you're running a fucking empire or you're working at McDonald's, like, listen, here's the thing. People, you can ride the bus, but you don't. eventually you get your own car. Yeah. You don't need the bus no more. And uh, there's nothing wrong with whatever end of, of life you're on at this moment. No one should shame you for being on the bus. And no one should shame you if you're driving a shitty Honda Civic or whatever the fuck, you're, wherever path you're on in life. Right,
1: because, like, I mean, maybe you're driving a shitty Honda Civic, but you finally got off the bus and you wanted to get off the bus. Or maybe
0: you want to stay on the bus. There are people that I definitely envy, and a lot of them are fucking stoned out of their fucking minds 24 hours a day. And I'm just like, man, I wish I did not care. And I could, my, I don't know if it's something I was just born with or if it's something developed, I want to say it's a little bit of both. More developed than born with, I would say, if I was a gambling man. But I I am uh I'm on a I'm on a mission to do what I feel that I'm the most qualified to do and I don't have like any like talent. I just have an ability to half-assedly wrangle some people together and say, "All right, we're on a ship together. You grab an oar, you grab an oar and start fucking rowing." And if you stop fucking rowing, you know, you better be fucking bleeding or dying because we're about to throw your ass overboard because uh, n- nice don't get shit in life. You know, sh- as they say, shy don't get shit. Yeah. You got to close fucking, mouth. Don't get fit. Yeah. Know? You got to if you really fucking want it, you need to go out there and get it. And I, I'm not like Gary Vee or I'm not a fucking Tony Robbins motivational speaking person. I can only speak about my my life and my my reality, you know. Uh, people say oh you 're lucky it's not like no i don 't know if it 's the word luck i 'm not a leprechaun i didn 't find no pot of gold and happiness is a place everyone spends their whole life trying to get to to find and once you find it, you spend the rest of your life trying to stay there so that 's
1: something you you 're a person who always says i 'm not doing this to brag i 'm doing this to inspire and you want people to be inspired but is it is it um is it the word i 'm looking for here is is it sort of annoying that as you inspire people, they kind of take it in stride, like, oh, you're living the dream. It was so easy. Your overnight
0: success. Oh, yeah, I heard you just got all this money from your family. I'm like, motherfucker, are you fucking serious? Are you shitting me? Like, no, 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 no. I just, like, just got a credit card thanks to your help, Miguel, uh, fucking trying to handle all my credit shit. Like, I have literally... Uh, yeah, I, I can tell stories, and, and, and I, it brings me to the point to where, like, I, I'm frustrated, almost ashamed sometimes of my, of my recent found yeah. success because I'll find myself looking at, like, a landscaper or the pizza man that comes over, and they see all the crazy, like, wow, the gates and the gold skulls and this magnificent driveway and all this shit. Petrified snakes everywhere. And they're just like, wow. And I'm like, nah, bro. I came from the bottom. I feel like I literally had to tell the pizza guy my life story. <laughs> I found a, I found a this giant ass fucking tall veteran dude who delivers pizza here from Hunger Howies. I remember one day he came and he's like, wow, and he's like looking around and everything. And you know that like voice in your head, you're like, do it, Mike. You know you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm like, hey, man, hold on real quick. And I go in my my room and grab a hundo and I say, here you go, man. And I watch this guy. Look at it and, like, look, like, holy shit, this is real. And he, and he started getting very emotional. And I was like, man, that's what it's all fucking about. Cause I loved, even if it's, I just made his day for that moment, or even five minutes. He could have got stoned two minutes later and be like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get some fucking crack now. <laughs> Who knows? It's not even about what they do with the blessing you're trying to give to them. It's more about your intention. Yeah. You know, and if you have pure intentions and you're really trying to, like, Give someone this opportunity or moment, then so many people that have come and gone here can say all this crazy shit about me and whatever they want, and a lot of it could be true, for sure. I'd be lying to anyone and my audience and myself if if I said like I was 100% perfect. I didn't sign up to be a fucking CPA, a a fucking manager. I was trying to create an environment, a place where the fun never ended. And unfortunately, reality sticks its nasty head up and says, "Hey, we got to pay bills." And oh, by the way, someone stole this, and this is broke. And da da da. da. And if you want to build a fucking theme park, these goddamn carnival rides ain't cheap, you know. And everyone, only only like a few people are gonna get this conversation right now. Some of them are already tuned out, you know. And for those who do follow it and do understand, like what we're talking about. I feel like you opening yourself up mentally for something that could be bigger than where you're in right now, because we all want to like progress, you know. We want right? Yeah, everybody bigger, wants bigger, better. Forward and-, and but sometimes, as I get older, I'm just like, wow. You, no matter what you buy on fucking Amazon or what crazy ass shit you find on Facebook Marketplace, it's it's never enough. You know, there's never like, all right. It's like the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin. At the end, he's like, I just need this thermos. I find myself hearing that in my head sometimes i'm like miguel if we just get this one fucking
1: thing oh i find myself hearing that shit all the time from you you but the only thing i can have
0: that 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 i know that's exciting is that when people come here and they're like whoa or whether they're a fan or a member of our website which is where all this has came from like this is the my house is the place that the, the the members built you know and uh I feel I'm entitled to dedicate my entire life to trying to provide a, a better experience for them. So for anybody, you know, we're, so I'm we're, in fucking insane. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking ride. I'm down to stay up to fucking six in the morning doing this shit.
1: Well, for anybody who's tuning in, listening, doesn't know too much about you. They've definitely learned more. But my question to you is, what is the future for you? What do you want? It's always evolving.
0: I want to turn this place into a magical fucking amazing place that all people of all walks and kind, good-hearted people that come here with good intentions can come and and have a great experience to escape the harsh realities of life. Whether you're fucking over there in Afghanistan fucking jacking your dick in the desert or you're dying of fucking cancer or you're uh, an overweight fat kid like myself and you get bullied... And or you're just a lonely dude who hasn't felt the warmth of the woman your entire fucking life. And, you, you know, everyone we we're all like we all get molded in different ways, depending on like what path in life we go down. And and a lot of people just need that escape. And I hope that by listening to this, they get a, a, a deeper side and they get to like kind of hear what you have to say and I have to say, because we're I get it, guys. Listen, let me just say this. I should have started this conversation off with this. If you don't know me and you see me on Instagram or Snapchat, by first glance you're like, who the fuck is this douche? And you're merely like just following because you're like curious and you're kind of like. You it's want like an oddity. Yeah, you want to hate me. And I get it. I would hate me too. But I would be smart enough to be like, yo, I need to be that guy's friend. And then if I stuck around a little bit longer, I would realize there's so much more. And, and I was always troubled by that early off. By always showing them the fun the crazy the sexy which got countless social media accounts deleted uh six instagrams like 16 youtube so on and so on and so on and uh you know that's what they i felt that they wanted to see but as time went on i started to show them the good the bad and the ugly and i feel like some people could relate to that because not everyone's gonna have like a bunch of hot beautiful chicks and this and that and you know, a lot of people think I do drugs. i never even fucking smoked weed. And I don't care if you're stabbing your fucking eyeball with fucking heroin, whatever. If that's what makes you happy, then do you. Just don't be a fucking asshole to other people. Don't rape women. Don't fuck no kids and be good to animals and fucking have Don't a- rape dudes either. Let's well, just no rape. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's make that. Up, let's, let's just make that, that, that one. one, yeah. Well, yeah. So, let oh, me no, ask no, this. no, we're no, not no, ending no, the no, show. I was like, no, hell, gonna, we are not ending the show on that right there. No, but
1: we're going to end it soon. But I'd say this. You you, you think about your death. You think about your, what, what you're going to leave behind. What would make you happy to leave behind?
0: Well, I already have f- been preparing myself for this for years. Uh, the, the legacy uh, fucking part of my life is I'll be 40 in December, December 19th. I'm a Sagittarius. And... Uh, I already know that so many people... I, You ever go to someone's social media that died? Oh, yeah, and just read people, like, the posts and stuff? Yeah, and even the people that I'm, like, did not give a fuck about, I read, you always sc- scroll down and you'll see someone say, like, yeah, fuck that piece of shit, knowing that they've never met them, never been around them, don't know really about them. So, and in reality... I feel that I'm a very uh misunderstood person, and uh
1: some of that misunderstanding has to come from you though too Oh, hundred
0: percent painting an image and then you this know, is the preacher who serves beer i'm like hey i i i I lure you in with the the midgets and the strippers, but then I give you like this boom wake up call at five in the morning while you're listening to a podcast at your fucking job that you fucking hate you you know your fat wife at home's not sucking your dick anymore. And you think the secretary's cute, and you're really thinking about fucking just saying fuck it and going, getting a treat house in fucking Mexico and selling coconuts sometimes. And I've just been brave enough, if you want to call it bravery, to say fuck it. You don't have to go to college. I think college itself is the largest fucking goddamn hustle institution that society has ever been fucking pushed upon. And uh, you don't have to fucking just get married at a young age and have kids. You. Who the fuck who the fuck is telling us this and why are we listening? And we've done it for years and years and years. It's okay if you want to be gay, if you wanna be a Christian, if you wanna be an atheist. I don't give a fuck what you wanna do. At the end of the day, just be a good fucking person and, and leave this earth in some way, fucking somehow a better way than you fucking began in it. You know, and that's that's kind of like the nutshell of it all. And I know that when I die There'll be so many people like fuck that motherfucker. There'll be people like liking it because they really like it, and then I know, and it'll probably be someone who listens to this show that's gonna be like, damn, bro, it's gonna fuck them up a little bit because they're like, damn, we could have went to this event or we like he like dedicates entire life. Did he benefit? Of course I did. If there was zero money, I'd be doing this, and I, I and I have the proof to know. Everyone, anyone who fucking spends five minutes researching knows that I've been doing this when there was nothing to fucking get from it. And I, I dedicated and kept going and kept going and kept going and finally started sticking. And, yeah, we have friends that are delusional. They think they're rappers or they think they're fucking the next big thing. And it sucks because I want to fucking anonymously call them and say, hello, blah, blah, blah. It's not working, bro. It's not it. That's not that's. It's not going to work. But why would I want to do that? Because you know how many fucking people did that to me? So I'll watch, and me and my friends will be like, holy shit, did you see da And we're like, whoa. But it sucks because I feel like I'm not being true to myself. And I, I find myself judging people sometimes that I don't know. You know how many times I've seen someone like, fuck that guy, we're not dealing with that dude. And then we meet them and we're like, fuck. Yeah. I feel like a fucking asshole because I did exactly what everyone does to fucking me, so shame the fuck on me. How how could I be so hypocritical to to have such a strong opinion about someone I'd never seen the day of their life or ever got gave them a chance. You know? So that's kind of without this turning into a fucking four hour show, that's kind of like where I'm at with certain things. And of course I wanna I wanna leave a legacy behind. I want people to I've even asked uh Steven, our web guy, like, yo, how do I go to GoDaddy and buy fucking 50 years of Domain and will there be 50 years of internet from here? Like, who the fuck knows what it'll be? Do you think things like that
1: help you deal with maybe, like, insecurities or fear of death?
0: Yeah, because I I feel like if I could... I feel like I would have peace with my death if I really knew what the fuck goes on beyond it. Yeah. I do know one thing that everyone can agree with, unless you're fucking on some real crazy-ass shit. I I believe that we're all... The creation of a creator, whether you believe in God or fucking balls of gas or fucking UFOs, whatever the fuck you think. I think it's undeniably the laws of physics definitely lay out a pretty clear path that we were created from something or someone, whether it's tangible whether it's a human, whether it's a God, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We can't explain it.
1: But do you like you said, do you think knowing that that people will be able to you know, see your shit online for a hundred years, does that make you more comfortable with the idea that it is going to end for you at some point? Because I feel like that. I feel like one of the reasons why you're big on leaving a legacy is because you don't know what's going to happen when you die, but you do know that your legacy will remain.
0: I think it's, it's hard a hard pill for me to swallow that Adolf Hitler and Mother Teresa are in the same place. If If there is a soul... And and then life continues beyond in some way, shape, or form. I think it would be the cruelest joke in of all of existence if this was it, and then we just turn into worm food. Because then what would what would stop us from wilding the fuck out and doing whatever the fuck we want? But
1: is the like not knowing part still something that? Because I really do feel like whenever I've talked to you about how important it's very people don't know it's very important to you that this keeps going after you die that people can watch your videos and stuff does that give you the comfort
0: i don't exactly think i'm like fucking rembrandt here i'm not exactly leaving a bunch of fucking amazing shit behind but i will have the coolest fucking yard sale in america for at least that day (laughs) you know and hopefully i die on a really slow day in the news i i've I've, I've ever been in a car with someone driving reckless you're like hey man be careful man we die it's gonna be Mike Busey dies with two other known assailants, or da da da. And I do that. I tell them that to fuck them up, because then they're like,
2: "Motherfucker!"
0: And they they start driving smarter because they're like, "Damn, I don't want to be the fucking unknown white dude in the car that died with Mike Busey." Fucking like that's a horrible way to go. I always feel bad for like when a, a famous person dies. Not that I'm famous, right or I'm not saying that. But I've 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 had personal situations where a friend that was very well known that that died and. And the person in the car was not even mentioned. Yeah. Like, who the fuck wants to be that guy? Who are the other two people in the helicopter with Kobe? Yeah. like You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, that's it. Like, who wants to be that guy? I, I don't care if you think it's egotistical or whatever, but I want to strive for greatness, and it's not going to be great for everybody. And, and, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm definitely, the more I let go of my own pride and I step back and look and analyze myself, I'm just like, wow, yeah, I am a little fucking insane. I do want to fucking, like, impact, even if it's one fucking person. But you you look at, if you look at all these great people that have came and gone before us, could you imagine dedicating your entire fucking life to, like, trying to bring civil rights to the forefront and, and, and bring justice to to people of color? Yeah. Just to be fucking killed by a government because of... You were just a little too loud, and all you wanted to do was make this place a little bit better. Yeah. We're, we're humans. It goes back to the frog, the scorpion. It's in my nature. I'm sorry, I stung you. Oh, you didn't tell me you were going to sting me. Oh, no, it's your nature. I, once you, once the, the, the most closure I get at night is that I know that not myself or anyone else around or anyone else I interact with in this path of life, that none of them can uh, truly embrace the trueness of 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 life 24 hours a day. Even fucking Santa Claus probably says, God damn these fucking kids. Everyone, even, as I say, never meet your heroes. It's like we've all seen or had an encounter with someone we've held up on such a pedestal in our mind and heart, and we're like, wow, he's human. Yeah. That sucks. And we are. We're, we're human, and and we're forced to to live this life we don't have we don't have an option we're living it that's why like suicide's a weird thing it's like whoa is it like cowardly is it heroic i used to i used to think it's a really fucking selfish thing and then i was like kind of started thinking like man well they're kind of like fucking saying fuck it i'm out and that's brave actually yeah. i think cuz you got balls to actually say you know what i'm going to fucking kill myself cuz you're like you've already accepted like either yeah you, you think you're going to turn into worm dirt or you're gonna be fucking in heaven with Jesus, or you're going straight to hell, and you think it's gonna be a party. You gotta have some t- grip on it. Other than the people that like die on accident, like just drunk and they're getting sad and they fall over a balcony. Talking about someone who straight up kills himself. You gotta. That's crazy. Like to end your existence on this. I what was we know getting ready
1: earth- to wrap this up, and I know you're gonna be like, "No, we can't end it on that." But no, it's you, true. Yeah.
0: So if you, uh, if you, some of you. Uh, are like fucking disgusted and you're not even going to hear this part because you've already tuned it out the first five minutes we started talking about it. But we we do, uh, on behalf of me and Miguel, we want to say thank you guys for listening and and be prepared to go on some deep wormholes. And we haven't even talked about really aliens yet or fucking uh, quantum physics or all the other crazy ass shit that we have that we could definitely talk about. So yeah, you're going to hear dicks and and crazy shit and you're going to hear about some really sentimental, deep, dark inner thoughts of my mind. So... Uh, on behalf of Mike Busey and my co-host, Miguel Colon, Jr., I'm going to bed. Good morning. <laughs> it's uh, 6.11 a.m. Uh, thanks, my crew, guys. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, hopefully.
1: Like six times, Jeff, we asked you to go pick up Waffle House. You didn't do that. So please don't, thank be, you, thinking, please don't be thinking him. Miguel, you,
0: you literally were here all day. And yeah. you went and did a gig and you came back. And not once did anyone really, like tried to cancel this they're like fucking no this we
1: deal. all everybody here the entire team did everything aaron fucking jeff helping us out man steven everybody did what they had to do to make this and happen if you, uh, because we we want you guys to keep getting a good product because we really do care about you guys And if
0: you if you are a member, you'll see some really high this is this is some high quality shit here yeah
1: aaron and steven stepped it up to a level that and please so guys
0: follow miguel on instagram follow on snapchat uh you know, I know I talk a lot, secrets uh, out, yeah. <laughs> but this is uh, Miguel's show just as much as mine. And, and, and he has so many awesome, cool things to talk about and offer. And, and and he has his own show.
1: Yeah, I've got my own show. I just appreciate the fact, guys, that we're able to do this because I've known Mike now for close to 10 years. And we were doing this and we were struggling. And now we're not struggling the same way we ever struggled before. It's
0: just, it's like a it's a sick joke. Yeah. It's like. You, you you think oh if we only had money we could fix our problems but yeah. then now it's like okay we got the money not not a lot we got we got we got we got a bunch of money but yeah. not, not enough like what everyone thinks it's not like a million dollars sitting in the bank or anything like that but but I mean it's when Ferris you even have that, it's Ferris wheel money though well, zebra money with ninety nine installment payments. <laughs> Yeah, we literally I, we spent all day negotiating Carnival, rights carnival to, Rides to own. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to build a fucking theme park here. If you haven't caught on to the fuck, if you it's haven't a, seen the fucking map or not.
1: It's a good gig. Yeah. Well, on, be, uh, on
0: behalf of myself and Mike Busey. Thank you, guys. Thank I love you. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Good night, good morning, and, and good afternoon, wherever you are.